When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Exactly. everybody happy tuesday one and all we are sports take barrett brooks Derek gunn rob ellis what up boys how we doing how we doing everybody good what's the deal baby what's the deal man? what's up what's up what's up what's up i Tell predict what the deal is we got some breaking news here guys on a we couple do? of fronts oh yeah oh yes we what? do so let's start with this one okay um the nfl announced sanctions following an investigation into the dolphins owner stephen ross encouraging tanking they will be losing a 2023 first round pick a 24 third round pick ross is suspended through october of this year october 17th uh he's off all nfl committees indefinitely and fined 1.5 million dollars pocket change i hear you um and this is this dates back to uh there's also the nfl also ruled let me add this too that the Dolphins had impermissible communications with quarterback Tom Brady in 2019 and 2020 while he was under contract to the Patriots. These communications began as early as August of 19. Keep Guys, that's before the 19 what? season with the Pats. Con- continued throughout the 19 postseason and season. Man, Damn. what the heck is going Damn. on in Miami? Okay. Oh, somebody, shady, somebody finally shady. got caught for tampering. I mean, every yeah. team in the NFL is shady. They just got caught. They got caught. That's um, all. Every team is yeah. shady, man. Come on. Seriously. So there's that. Um, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, well, there's that. And also, Juan Soto is headed to the Padres. Is so, that locked in? Well, yeah. yeah. So you view that in two different ways For the, if you're if, from a Phillies prism, okay? One, you don't have to deal with them with the Nats for the rest of the year. Okay, which is a good thing if you're looking to just rack up wins against that bad team and you get them coming up in what, two days, whatever. So that's good. Here's the bad. You're right there with the Padres in this in this uh, wild card hunt here in the in the NL. So they've just gotten a lot better and they're getting Fernando Tatis Jr. back at some point, too. He's rehabbing. 
So, you know, you look, know what is dude, amazing look out, about that? Look out for the Padres. You know what's amazing me about the Padres is that they're not a very strong hitting team up to this point. But look at their record. You look at their record and how many games over 500. Is. That team, I think they that pitch, team in brother. the National League, yes. Yeah. I think that team more so than any other team in the National League has surprised me all season long because, because they don't hit well. <laughs> they're inconsistent in hitting. Mm-hmm. And they're still in control of a wild card spot because of what you just said, Rob. Yeah. They're loaded. And now they just got Josh Hader, right. you know, the, the, who has most saves in the National League. <clears throat> now they're getting Soto. Tatis is coming back. It's like it's like the Phillies in a lot of ways. Hold on. Hold on until we can get some reinforcements. Now, Rob, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Are you a little nervous, my friend? The trade um, deadline is approaching. Gunner, I'm I'm I don't know why. Normally, uh yes, I would be. We're we're six hours away and I'd be a mess. I'm not. I don't know why. I have a weird calm about me. I, I guess. A, a, I think they'll do something to help. I don't think it's not going to be in the <laughs> anywhere near the Soto uh, uh, neighborhood. Okay, let me be clear. But I think they'll do something to help the club. And I also think it's a big deal that you're getting Harper and Segura back. Like I, I, I know people don't want to hear that. Like either they're already Phillies. No, that's a huge part of this thing. So, so I'm so okay. What, you, what I'm you're sorry, telling me is, what you're telling me is, you're finally listening to D Gun. <laughs> Which is what I've been telling you for Thank you. six Thank weeks. Thank you, Yoda. Is, Thank is that you, what you're Yoda. telling me? I just want to. I want to clarify That's here. Right. That's right. I am. I, I okay. and if they don't make the playoffs, I'm blaming you. I will blame you. That that, that you know. I'll, I'll I'll take the bullet. No, I'm kidding. At that point, I'm kidding. Barry, what were you saying, bud? I'm just saying they're they're only linked to like one guy, and it's not a starting pitcher. It's an outfielder. Um, I, I think they're talking to uh to to what's the name? Marsh, Brandon Marsh. Well, yeah that w- that would be. Barrett, possibly uh, a Syndergaard, you know, pitcher and Marsh coming over, both of those guys, which okay. I'm meh about. Marsh isn't a very good hitter. He's an excellent fielder. So you'd get a huge upgrade in terms of fielding and, you know, well, Syndergaard, I mean, he's not like he used to be. but Nothing it, like it. He's but, nothing but like he used to be. He can be a consistent starter for us, though. He's definitely a guy you feel good about plugging in into the rotation, but he's right. nowhere near what he was when he was healthy with the Mets. Injuries have just taken him way, way down. And by the way, shout out to everybody in the uh, in the chat section, including Mama Brooks uh, checking in. What's morning, up, Mama, Mama Brooks? Uh, and hi to everybody. We appreciate all you. Yeah, so man, it's it's fast and furious here, guy. Look, that Dolphins thing is is nothing to sneeze at, man. It's oh, not, man. You're losing um, a one and a three in consecutive years. That is crazy, actually. Wow. When you think about it, losing a one. I mean, that's that's. I mean, I, I thought they already gave their one up for last year. Uh, they still have the. Yeah, the one to the Eagles. Are you talking about that one or? What? Yes. Yes. From from the year before, uh, they still have, they still do have a one for for twenty three. They and they're well, how is that when they traded for um when they traded for um the cheetah, right? Uh, was that a was that did they have multiple ones? I thought they were. I thought it was multiple ones. I thought it was. Uh, yeah. So this is they're definitely Barrett losing their 20, 2023 first rounder, and a twenty twenty four third rounder. That's definite. Um. So then, that um, that 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 kind of um, that's kind of helping the, the former coaches whole thing with you know you know with 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 you know they were trying to make him do stuff and you know it, it was against you know who he is a man and you know his principles for going in and try to 
you know, tamper with, you know, talking to the head coach. That's all a part of that suit that he filed against him also. Yeah. I Here's a, here's a couple things I wonder off of this. What happens with all the stuff that went on with Brian Flores? That's what I'm saying, Flores, yeah. Yeah, Flores. yeah. I'm wondering, yeah, where that goes off of this. <clears throat> yeah, I know they're, I know they're sort of separate, but, you know, the, there, there was a hit him. Flores claims that they were trying to tank. Uh, yep. That that he was, you know, there was. Uh, oh, Flores damned him out. Well, yeah, and I don't and, blame and, him. I don't and, blame you him. You know, not to mention the whole, you know, the race, racism angle of, oh, yeah. of, you know, that part of this. I wonder if something's coming down on that front soon, right? On top, well, it of has this. to because that's two, that's two. That's two of the three that are in that lawsuit. One was, you know, the racial uh, um, aspect of it, but then there are also. Um, the tanking aspect, and that was, you know, first thing came out with it. And then secondly, they wanted him to go in and tamper and talk to Tom Brady, and he said no. Right. So that's right. two of the three that now he's being – he's going to have to be vindicated for because, you know, he said it. It's a part of the lawsuit. So they go for – I mean, it, it, he won this hands down, man. I agree with you. Hey, I, did it's, you it's, did, Rob, did you mention this aspect of it? I'm just looking at Adam Schefter's line. January 2022, Dolphins had impermissible communication with Don Yee, who is the agent for Saints head coach Sean Payton, about having Mr. Payton serve as Miami's head coach. Miami did not consent from New Orleans to have these discussions. Did you? That, I did. No, and Gunner, I didn't. Bad. But but I and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Yee also represents Brady. Yes, I so, believe so. If I'm uh, not mistaken, I wonder if that's tied in. But how about? Brady's still a Patriot, and you're talking to him before the season yeah, yeah, even starts. Yeah. But, but is Brady in any trouble, by the way? Or uh, why is he talking to another team when he's still under contract to the Patriots? When he on the boat, and then yeah. uh, like, am I wrong waiting? here? Like, is, is, Look, does Brady get anything here? Those, right. What? Why would Brady get anything? Because I mean, he was waiting. He was waiting on the boat for for us to come. He's still he's, another team, Brady's and you're the talking goat. To, to another organization. Brady's the goat. We know he's the goat, man. But you know that's almost like Houston. Houston, you know, really is not getting any slaps on the hand when they, when they, you know, kind of orchestrated everything. Going well, forward, they, they you know, paid they paid X amount of millions. I mean, but they paid it. To, you're right. They yeah. they, they got they haven't gotten fined by the league. The you're league right. hasn't done anything. Right, right, right. You're right. You know? Yeah. So, man, this thing's coming. This stuff's coming down fast and furious. So Miami could you, had. Could, could you? I'm sorry, Rock. Could you yeah. imagine if Brady? Got a six-game suspension to start this season oh. for, for this. Can oh. you imagine that? What yeah, that would man. do to Tampa? Oh, that Tam- opens the door for New Orleans. Gutter with a banged-up offensive line too. What? A yeah. backup, oh. Blaine Gabbard or one of those guys behind that offensive line where you can't get it out in two seconds like Brady oh, does. Oh man, Tampa's in trouble. If that's that. the case. Yeah. Um, Let's see who's their ta- who's their backup here. Uh, it's Blaine Gabbard and, and the kid Kyle Trask who went to Florida oh. a couple years ago. That's their two guys. I'm pretty sure. Oh man, oh. off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure that's who it is. But um, <laughs> oh. this, is, bro, this, this is starting off to be a great <clears throat> season, man. <laughs> a great season already. Well, I mean, is everything is bleeding over from 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 uh you know the the, the whole all season. Now it's bleeding into the season, and then you got all this stuff going on. I mean, Brady comes back. Now his starting center is gone. You know, I mean, this, this is, this. I'm happy, man. I'm, I'm, you, this, you know what? It also makes you feel good. You about? love, you love everybody else's misery. Well, right, Ryan Jensen. You know, what I'm saying he's gone now. The one of the one of the best centers in the um, in the league. He's gone. 
And that was that was that's one, that's probably the biggest reason why he signed back was to play with Brady. And if he gets suspended for six games and he's hurt, man, Brady doesn't want to go play with these y'all. I don't know, now, man. man. I don't know if they're going to get Brady. I, I I think something should go down, but it it does make you feel good about the Eagles' stability, man. You don't deal right. with it. There's not a lot of this this crap that goes on with the Eagles, man. That, no. that floats around with other organizations. No, you know, that that's for sure. But yeah, so they got. They got they Miami had contact with Brady in 19. Miami spoke with Brady in 21 about becoming a team executive and limited Ooh. partner. They spoke with Sean Payton's agent without consent yep. when he was still with the Saints. Yeah. But they but but okay. So Gunner and, and Barrett here, this part's interesting too. They found that Miami did not tank in 19 under Flores. That's part of these findings. Oh, ah, okay. Okay. So take the tanking out. Okay. Yeah, again, we're kind of getting this as Flores would let them. So, so it's so it's so yeah, you're right. Flores said he ain't tanking for nobody. Yeah. So basically, it comes down to just the tampering. Yeah, and it comes down to did they try to force? I guess Flores to do this, and Flores yeah, said no. Started. And that's no, why I'm he saying, was fired after one year. I'm, right, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't. I, I, it looks like they've been vindicated for the tanking thing. I, I, again, I'm, no, 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 we're, we're no it's not that. It's the, remember, they they offered him money. That's what tank. he says, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what he says. And yeah. he, they have the evidence that he did. They did do that. They've already saw the evidence for that. That's already a done deal. They saw the evidence. Yeah. Let me All tell right. you something. Tampering, tampering goes on every day in the NFL. You know, it is. I you know during the season. You know, team shake hands after a game. Player I saddles up to a hey, coach. I just want you to know, I'll be a free agent after this year. So if you're looking I for a, a wide receiver, running back, uh, lineman, you need a linebacker, outside linebacker. I'm your man. It happens all the time, and people are always wild by the fact that come midnight, the first day of free agency, all of a sudden, all these teams have a deal done. How do you think the deals got done? No, you're right, Derek. Here's the the only difference is I, I there. It feels like there's a paper trail on this. Oh, and, I know. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. how they nailed them. And the, right. this other stuff is wink, wink, nod, nod. Nobody can really prove it. Like Barrett, did you? I mean, you probably just talked to somebody. It wasn't anything more than that, right? I'm right. I'm not really talk. Like honestly, um, when I was playing with the Eagles, we went three and thirteen that year. I actually did have communication with with uh, a couple guys um, at Detroit, players from Detroit that I knew. You know what I mean? Um, Boyd was there. Stephen Boyd was there. Luther Ellis was there, and just talking to them, you know, like, "Hey, man, you know," and they were like, "Hey, I heard word that uh, you might be coming and joining us." You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because uh, they had talked to people, so you know that 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 kind of, I mean, they're, they're I mean, I don't know what you call it if you do if you would call it that, but they no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. In communication, you know, because Boyd and Ellis, both of those guys came out the same year I did. And I played against, uh, you know, Boyd was um, was uh, Mamula's teammate. And like Luther, Ellis, yeah, Luther Ellis came out. And we played in a couple bowl games together. So we knew each other from that aspect. You know, he was from Utah. Okay. So, you know, yeah, man, it, it's, it's, it happens all the time, man. You know, no, but, I hear you, but it, it just, it just feels like there's a lot more going on with Miami and, and maybe they wanted to bring a hammer down on them because there's a yeah, lot. I, mean, I, I can remember I had my, uh, my press conference, you know, when I was going to tell everybody I was bringing my talents to Detroit, but you know, big red messed it all up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a, look, that's, I'm sorry, man. When you, you're losing a one. Look, John and, Dickerson, that's just recruiting. No, no, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking at, 
I'm looking at John Dicker Dickerson's early comment. D gun tampers with his butcher to get the early meat selection. <laughs> that's true. That is true, but that's not tampering. That's getting a jump on the competition. Right, 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 right. That's initiative. Right, right. We call that initiative. Right, right. Yeah. Ingenuity. <laughs> exactly. Uh, stick to it in this. Um, wow. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, basically, again, as we get more here, yeah, we'll pass it along. But it was tampering with Brady, tampering with uh, Sean Payton. Payton. And that's the Payton, other thing. Yeah. You're, you're tampering with really high profile, like heavy hitter type dudes, too, right. you know, on top of it. See the if thing this, I don't if understand. If this is like a third Peyton. string a defensive lineman, I don't know if anybody really cares that much. I don't think it's that big a deal. But anyway, see the, the the thing I don't get about Peyton is everybody knew he was going to step down after the season, even if it wasn't publicized. Word gets around. Everybody knows everything in the NFL about everybody. They could have sat back and just waited until it was officially announced and then jumped in. Why did they have to feel that they have to do it at that point of the time point in time of the season? Because you ain't cheating, it, you ain't trying, bro. Is that is that what you teach young people, Barrett? To cheat to get ahead is that what no, you? No, but I know I'm pissed off. A lot of my coaches didn't do it because look what Brady got. Brady got seven rings because of him. Uh, true. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I only got one, so I'm I'm a little pissed off. You know, sometimes you know you look at the cheaters, man. I, and I you can't covet, man. That's that's horrible, man. But sometimes I'm thinking, man, how come you guys didn't cheat as well as the Patriots cheated? You know what I mean? Maybe we'd have had a little more success. Well, you know, let me let me give you this quote from Goodell. Uh, Quote, investigators found tampering violations of unprecedented scope and severity. I know of no prior instance of a team violating the prohibition of tampering yeah, with okay. a head coach and a star player to the potential detriment of other clubs over a period of time. I, I guess, like, they were really – I'm guessing they were really Outward. sloppy about this, guys. Bogus. And, yeah, and there's all kinds of, you know, like I said, paperwork and a paper trail with this where you they know, can really stick it to them. That's all yeah. I can figure. And right, it's right. Brady and Peyton, man. I, I right. mean, Rob, you know what it is? It's just the whole, it's the whole way of thinking down in Miami. You know, everything is just out. You know, in Miami right. is a different type of culture. So when they do something, they do something. They do it real big, man. Yeah. Everything is out in the open. Everything is like done to the nth degree. And I think and that man's trying to win. That man's right. trying to win. He's trying to win. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's trying to win, what, Barrett. Here's what's also weird, right? So Ross gets a suspension until the 17th. In other words, that takes you right up until he would miss one. He would miss the first six weeks. Basically, you're nailing him for six weeks. Is this not worthy of whacking him for the whole year? I mean, he has, what does he have to do with the team anyway? The coaches go. I got mean, the checks. He's cutting okay. checks, Gunner. Well, so they still got somebody in the county cutting the checks. That's not going to stop. That's a slap on the wrist. Then one point five million in what fines? I'm saying like man, that's chump change, man. Make it and real. Boot hit him, him for the year. Well, yeah, boot. I agree. Boot him for the year and hit him like ten, twenty million dollars. That's different. According to your commissioner, I know of no <laughs> prior instance. I know of no prior instance of a team violating the prohibition of tampering with both a head coach and star player to the potential detriment of other clubs over a period of several years. That warrants more than just a six-game suspension. Uh, that's what I'm saying, yes. And a $1.5 million fine. Hit that man where it hurts. $20 million in the whole season. Of course, then again, like I said, what, is the, what, what does the owner have to do with the day-to-day -day structure of a team when the season starts anyway? Goes to practice, pats a few players on the back, talks to the coach. How do we look today, coach? What else do we need? Well, you got scouts for that. You got a GM for that. You got people taking care of the checks. You know, ban his butt for the whole year. Mm. 
through the Super Bowl. I agree. So how do you how do you actually ban an owner? I guess he can't be on on the on the on the team flights in its team suites, home and away, yeah. uh, on the field. Uh, you know, he's I guarantee he still got communication. If he doesn't, he's got a right hand man who's communicating everything he wants to get to his coach and anybody else in that organization. I agree. Absolutely. I, so it that was man just got a vacation. Oh, he always get a vacation. No, I would wonder, Barrett, is this does this kick in once the season starts? Can he be around training camp? I don't know. I didn't right. I didn't get that deep into it, but. I, yeah, I guess he can't be at games, and he can't be on the practice field when they're pra- – or maybe at the facility. I don't know. Let me tell you I'm do that. A I'm first, do that. A first and a third-round pick, that's nothing. My uh, New England wrote the book on how to get rid of picks and get proven players. But a they know what they're doing, Derek. The, no, okay. I'll tell you what this does. Right. This puts a lot of pressure on Tua now because you aren't making a move to spin out of Tua after this. True. I agree. You got Bridgewater, though. Eh. Push come to shove, you got Bridgewater. Man, I don't know, man. To me, to me, when you look at this, um, it's not necessarily, you know, messing with the personnel. But I mean, you you don't think that these guys are sitting there thinking in that locker room what's going on? I mean, it's definitely a, a huge distraction to this team. Sure, it is. They've already got every, You know, they just that they just got a new coach. Um, you know, want to hear what he's thinking? New players are trying to get you know get together and, and become a cohesive unit. I mean, you got I me mean, from an office alignment standpoint, you don't want to hear all this, you know, um, Eichenberg and Armstead are trying to get together and, and, and realize, you know, you know, how good they could be playing next to each other. Um, you know, you know, with the, with the left tackle and left guard, you got the quarterback trying to figure out how to throw the, you know, deep Cheetah. ball to Tyreek Hill. Right. Um, uh, Jay, you know, how does Jalen Waddle feel is there that you got these two new receivers coming into the locker room? You know, yeah. how does he, you know, get the ball to, you know, Wilson, you know, Hill, you know, all these guys, you know, you got to figure out how you're going to do it. And you still got uh, Gasecki, you know, tight end from Penn State. They've got to figure out how to distribute that ball. He's got to figure out how he can become a better passer, or a better player. He's got a lot um, of weapons. All of this doesn't Gusecki's affect beast. All of this doesn't affect the day-to-day operations of the team. No, it doesn't, Gunner. It doesn't. This question, and you know what? If it's going to happen, it's a good thing it happens now, so these right. players can get this all this inquisitive yeah. nature out of the system. Oh, you know, they're right. whispering. What the heck's going on? If I'm the head coach now, we had Baldy on what about three or four weeks ago, and Baldy said this last new week. head coach down there was it last week? Yeah, man, I can't remember yesterday, man. <laughs> I don't even know. But Baldy, what did Baldy tell us about this coach in Miami? One of the smartest minds he has he ever come him. across. One of the most innovative minds. Now, if I'm the head coach, I'm calling a team meeting, and here's what I'm telling them. Men, we're in a state of flux right now. doesn't affect what we have here to do, and what, it doesn't affect what we're trying to accomplish. I, he said, look around this locker room. That's what I'm telling them. Yep. Tua, this is your team until further notice. Teddy Bridgewater, stand by. We got Chase Edmonds. We got hey, don't, Raheem Mostert. Don't don't take don't 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 discredit my my Kansas State quarterback, bro, Skylar Thompson. Who? Skylar Thompson, the third team quarterback. And that Kansas State zone. He should be in the CFL. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we say, look, we got we got Sony Michelle. How did you weasel in a Kansas State reference there? That was no, you unbelievable. Know you get that in there. That was unbelievable. We got Tyreek Hill. We got Jalen Waddle. We got Cedric Wilson. We got Mike Kosicki. Muhammad Sanu. I didn't even know Muhammad Sanu players was on, on the roster thing. so I can get a little temple love if we're doing yeah, he, college he, shout outs. Yeah, he's a kicker, Rob. You don't want to talk about it. I didn't even know they had Muhammad Sanu on this team, okay? Look yeah. at our defense. We got Christian Wilkins over here. 
We got Emmanuel Ogbub. We got Xavier Howard. We got Javon Howard. We got Byron Jones. Uh, Kristen Wilkins we is a beast. All yeah. we need right now. Hey, let me throw one away. thing at you that it's I see a lot of now, and I don't disagree with it, right? Conspiracy is, okay, it's one thing for it just to be a, a self-contained Miami issue that, hey, they were, they were out of line tampering. He exonerates them for the tanking thing because that turns into a league issue if games were tanked with gambling. With integrity yeah. of the entire yeah. league, no, no, but see, that's not that's not that's not exonerated because he didn't really he, he he didn't really they didn't really you know take that off the equation. What's yeah. off the equation? They they did try to pay the head coach to tank, but I'm he saying he gave him incentives to do it. So that's still on the table. They found that 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 he didn't do it. I, I'm oh, not saying did. it's not true. Yeah, oh, they okay, did. Okay, they okay. did. That's all what right, I'm saying. Right, that's right, why right. I'm bringing it up. Oh, okay. Okay. So Brian people Ford are saying use that in his lawsuit. Then if they if, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. they found out he didn't correct, do it. correct, correct. Just so saying. that's a big deal. I'm not okay. saying it's it's what happened. I'm saying that's what he found. Oh, he, that's okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. No, that's why I'm saying that. That's why I brought that into it. So it's it's a it's not a it's not an insignificant piece of this whole thing. It's okay. it's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. That's so huge. That's, yeah. And again, we're all, we're like trying to, we're having our conversations and we're trying to suck everything in that we're, that we're looking at here. Uh, again, so from Tom Pelissaro of the NFL network tweet, the NFL did not find evidence to support Brian Flores tanking allegation. Instead, the league unleashes major discipline for tanking, uh, tampering, excuse me, with Brady and Peyton. So, Take it for what it's worth, right? I mean, it sounds like there's always there's always some shadiness going on with Goodell in the league. Uh, maybe the that's more I think of- about this, I don't think this is I don't think this is severe sanctions. To be honest, I I don't look at this as severe sanctions. The only part so I think is, is severe is the one. Everything else is like money, and who cares? You can right, you can right, over, right, you can overcome right. the one. You can easily overcome the one. Free agency, you can overcome the one. That's a given. You can do that. The Rams finally got smart and followed suit of the Patriots. They won a Super Bowl. Okay, you can overcome that. Now, we don't know if Miami's as smart as New England or the Rams because, obviously, other teams across the league have not been as smart as the Patriots have been over the last 15, 20 years, or they would have tried to emulate what the Patriots did, but nobody did. Now, I'm not, I, don't know if the, I don't know if Miami's that smart or not, but I'm saying you can overcome what has been taken from them. $1.5 million, that's it? No, the fine's nothing. That's, that's, for, that's for, money's nothing for these teams. And he's suspended for, until what? October seventeenth. He misses six games. Yeah, but that's nothing. Yep. That's absolutely. That man's on a six on a two month vacation. <laughs> you don't think he's going to be sitting on his yacht sending text messages to somebody or right, indirectly right. telling somebody else to tell them so they can't trace his phone? Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's it, nothing. But see, see there, see there lies the problem. You know, we we tend to think that. Um, that the ownership has a little more to do with the day-to-day operations. They they don't really, you know, they don't. Unless they're not you're worried Jerry about. Jones. Well, Jerry's he's a different. He's bird an anyway. exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he has nothing to do with the play calling. Yeah, that's what roster, I'm saying. Yeah, all that stuff. So it really doesn't make a difference if he's there or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. It, it didn't. As far like, as it that, you can't. You can't play. You got to give up all of your free agents for this year. They did that. Okay, Miami's like 0 and 16. That team's a strong – on paper, this is a strong team that still has his head coach, all his coaches, all of his scouts. It's not going to affect the day-to-day. That man, like I said, he's on a two-month vacation. $1.5 million. That's pocket change. That's no, bare I, bucks I, money. 
I think the big part of this, guys, is th- this is a preemptive strike by Goodell against that lawsuit by Flores saying, hey, we didn't find anything. Everything's good. There's no tagging. I agree. I agree with that. That's the, the biggest yeah. thing here, man. Uh, I'm telling you, everybody's going to focus on the, the – tam- well, I'm not saying the tampering thing isn't a big deal, but the, the, the bigger part to me is that. That's a big part of this. Um, wow. Interesting, man. <laughs> Interesting uh, start to the show here. Uh, Absolutely, so, man. This Soto gets traded, and then, uh, you know, tampering charges for the Dolphins and a lot going yeah. on, man. John- we haven't even gotten into the Eagles today, who actually had pads on for once. It's a miracle. <laughs> Yo, John Dickerson, Teddy Bridgewater is almost as old as D-Gun. Come Ouch. on, man. Man. <laughs> we Come on, man. Firing really? shots already in the go- first segment? I mean, Let's we haven't on. even hit lunch yet. I, I know. Come on, man. Really? Man, you don't have to dig out like that already. It's all right. right. <laughs> it's not right. Bring it. Uh, all right. So let's let's do this. We'll continue. This isn't this is a big deal. We're that both of these two stories we will continue to discuss. Here's what we have today. Uh Brandon Lee Galton from Bleeding Green Nation. He was at practice today. Barrett, interesting, and you brought this up in our pre-show meeting, which we're going to dive into when we get back. Uh coincidence or not, the offense looked a lot better today. You're going to tell us why it's not a coincidence. So we'll get into that. Uh, when we get back, but Brandon's going to join us at two o'clock. Like I said, he had he had eyeballs on everything that was going down. Right, I'll tell you some of the stuff that happened in practice today, which is interesting. We're going to get pretty heavy into the NFC East. We're going to go coaches, quarterbacks, and defenses, and see who's got the best of the uh, of the four teams. We'll dive into that. Phillies uh, have not made a move yet. Uh, we know the Padres have Uh-oh. made a move, and the Nats have made a move. <laughs> I'm all right right now. Uh-oh. Uh Phillies haven't made a move yet. Somebody get the oxygen ready. Right. <laughs> uh, so 6 o'clock. We're six here o'clock. for you. We're here for you, bro. We're I know. I might have to just kind of lay down during the show like Dr. Gunn, Dr. Brooks. Uh, That's right. Curious. So anyway, 6 o'clock is the trade deadline. We'll, we'll do some Phillies for sure. we got a bunch of other stuff that we'll dive into. So don't go anywhere. we got a lot of show in store. It's already fast and furious, man. So you don't want to miss a minute. Hang with us. We'll be right back. We are Sports Take, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Rob Ellis. All right, let me tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be very tricky and can be something that could, let's face it, be life-changing, all right? And I found the right person, and so can you if you go with Jim. I've had, I've had a tough time or, you know, for a lot of years finding the right person, and I finally did, and it's such a, such a difference uh, for me from a comfort level, kind of knowing what direction I'm headed here with things whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business, you're trying to set up your benefits for your employees. He can help you with all those things. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k roller with Jim, and I couldn't be happier. Give him a call. You can be happy as well. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or reach out to him via email, murray.jim at principal.com. That's murray.jim at principal.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you... Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Doing sports take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis with you on this Tuesday. Just uh, wrapping up the first segment, talked a lot about what went down with the Dolphins. Uh, owner suspended, uh, tampering charges uh, levied with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. They lost a first and a third in consecutive years. Uh, their, their vice president has also been fined as well, but they did not uh, find that the Dolphins – uh, force the head coach to tank games. We'll see. Brian Flores will have his say about this as well. So we'll see how that shakes out for sure. Hey, happy birthday to the fitness rebel. Uh, uh, great, uh, loyal chat room, uh, person. We appreciate you fitness rebel. So happy birthday, Barrett, you muted. Um, happy, happy birthday. That's right. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy 21st. So, uh, that went down and also Juan Soto got traded from the Padres or to the Padres from the nationals. So, Good and bad news if you are a Phillies fan. You won't have to deal with them, but you might be dealing with them at some point either in the playoffs or it's going to make it harder for you to get up and get that, you know, that second spot. So that's kind of where things are right now uh, as far as that goes. So let's get into the Eagles talk, guys, and practice today. They were in pads. They're not tackling to the ground. Quez Watkins did leave practice today, but it was just an illness. They say it's nothing major. Uh, just don't want to take any chances. Very hot day here in Philadelphia if you, if you – uh, if you are not in this area, it's pretty pretty hot for the uh, for the folks out there yeah. today. Yeah, you know what? You look at uh, you look at the weather report. It says uh, warm, like you know. I was watching. I was looking at a couple of days before. It says warm, warm. On well, today, it just says hot. It says hot. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I hear you, man. It is. It's sticky. It's one of those days when you walk out. You're like, whoa, all right, right get right, a little right. punch in the face action. Um, so Barrett, you had a I, I was I was monitoring practice ended by the way. They went about an hour and thirty-five for what it's worth. Okay. Okay. So okay. An hour and thirty-five today. So started at 10, they ended about eleven thirty-five. 
I, as I'm, I'm monitoring all the all the beat reporters who were down there and, and the folks who were down there you know, for the entire practice, uh, the theme that I kept seeing was the offense looked pretty good. Uh, big plays from Jalen Rager, who we'll get into in a second. Big plays from A.J. Brown, perhaps the catch of, the, of camp so far from A.J. Brown on a nine route. Those kind of things. But you said something interesting uh, during our, our pre-show meeting, which was around 11 o'clock, practice was still going. You said, I guarantee you the reports will come out today that the offense looks better than the defense. So, Barrett, tell us why you thought that, and that's exactly the way it played out. Oh, did it? That's what's, Well, you know, um, what, what's the best unit on this team? You know, everybody talks about the offensive line. Um, this is when they can really mix it up and show who they are. When you talk about the best unit, those guys coming off the ball in concert – gives you, you know, what you want as a team, you know, as far as toughness, um, you know, the ability to do what you want and dictate what you want, dictate tempo on the team. And in practice, I'm very sure that during nine on seven, when they ran nine on seven, that ball, they, those running backs ran very, very well today. Uh, passing situation, when you have to five blocking um, mm-hmm. the defense, they're going to vote a little better. It gives you a little confidence as a quarterback knowing that you can stay back, you can sit back there and, and maybe hold it a little longer, let things develop in front of you because you have a good offensive line. That's why I think that, you know, you'll, you'll, things will be a little bit different as far as, you know, what you hear in the production you hear simply because you have more of the – you have more of a factor in the offensive line and their, their ability to really control the line of scrimmage, which will put you in a better position to do what you want on the offensive side of the ball. Mm. that's interesting i i yeah and obviously you know you've lived this right so i right. didn't yeah that that's uh you're and you're right about that if, if there's going to be a unit that you feel good about you know going out there initially without having a lot of cohesiveness it's this group because they played together and yep. and they're really good you know right, on top right, of right. it you have a lot of talented players out there so yeah i mean a lot of the reports were pretty good throws here uh you know by hertz one of the reasons why Rager had a big day is because Watkins was out of there and he, and he got some, you know, extra looks and, and reps and, and took advantage of it. So, you know, for what it's worth, that's good, a good sign for Jalen Rager. If he's trying maybe, to make this maybe, team. Maybe he was inspired by a comment yesterday. By, well, by John Clark. Maybe John by Clark. a colleague of ours. I don't know. Yeah. Who yes. knows? Yeah, maybe be. that was the inspiration he needed. To get I, more focus. Who knows? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Just, yeah, just, I, just do I, your job. I'm with you. Whatever gets you there. But I hope that it didn't take John Clark tweeting to light a fire under his rear end after two awful seasons. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> you know what I'm I don't care what you call him, but just as long as you call me. He needs to have that type of uh, yeah. mentality. Agreed. You can't let others dictate to you how you're going to play and how you're going to go out and perform on the field. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense mm-hmm. for you to think that. So, you know – this is a town in which they're very, very, very um, entrenched in, 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 in their Philadelphia Eagles. And when you're not going out there and doing your job or pulling your weight, well, they're just going to let you know about it. It's your job to go out there and make it happen. It's your job to make sure that you play and optimize every opportunity you get. You know, so that's the biggest thing. He's got to go out there and, and make the decision that, hey, I'm going to go out, I'm going to play to the best of my ability, and I'm not going to worry about anything else. Let the cars fall where they may. Because you have no control over whether you're on this team or not. Barrett, let me no, ask you. So, I, 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 sorry, go ahead, Derek. So as you as we sit here today, 
are both now this is after Nick Sirianni came out and told us that he's had a heart-to-heart talk with Jalen Rager about he is fighting to make a, a, a roster spot. As we sit here today, are both of you still confident that Jalen Rager is making his team? I am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I am. I am. And 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 I here's why, Derek. A, I don't think they want to take the cap hit. Okay. I don't want I, I'll give you three reasons. I but don't it's think a low they, cap hit. It's not a big cap hit. It's something. Uh, you know, it's, every team takes a cap hit. It's not a big, yeah. if it was like 20, 30 million dollar cap, I said, okay, I'm in unison with you. What is the cap hit for him? Like four or five million? What is it, it? Well, yeah, I, I don't, I think okay. that's something, but, but anyway, okay. Um, I think they don't want the egg on their face uh, this quickly uh, of, of admitting this was a mistake. Uh, I think that plays into it. And frankly, if you're asking me, do I think he's the, he's got the talent to be the, fifth or sixth receiver on this team? I think he does. I just don't know if they've unlocked it yet. A first-round pick, and, and, and I'm not disagreeing with you, That's that's that is really frustrating when you say first-round pick with the talent to be the fifth or sixth You're receiver. You're right. It's damning. It is. is. It's is damning. That, now, look at Howie's track record. Howie's not, you know, Howie's not one to be bashful about pulling the plug. I, I go all the way back to when he picked Jaquan Jarrett, second round, safety out of Temple raving about how this kid could hit a kid was gone in t- two years yeah okay uh, so uh, jj jaw's still here jj yeah. second I, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them got cut and Jay i'll go Jaws back gone. to what i said if yeah. they're both cut considering the hype surrounding this team with all the other elements and the depth and, and you know second year sirianni who, who's come comes back took this team to the playoffs in the first year he's added more bullets to the chamber you know, Hassan Reddick, A.J. Brown, so on and so forth, Tart, you know, James Bradbury. You know, you got De- Devontae Smith. You got two number one receivers. You don't have a one and a two. You have a two one. Re- if mm-hmm. there was ever a smoke screen to get out from under, mistakes. This is the year. Uh, maybe. It's a $4.2 million cap hit. Yeah, that's what I thought, four or five. The, okay. The dead money is 7.8, dead money. Whatever. I, I You start I mean, doing getting this cap stuff. I know everybody's head explodes. I don't, I don't want to start doing that, but I'm just saying, I think it's a factor. But if, if, he, if he can't cut the mustard, let him go. Yeah. Maybe he'll resurrect his career somewhere else. Well, look, days like go. this, again, it's practice. You don't want to get too crazy, but days like this bode well for him. You know, but let me, no question. Let me ask both of you guys this. And Barrett, wear both hats. I want you to wear your player hat and your analyst hat. Okay. When I ask you this. Like literally, and I, and I'll give I guess credit to where credit where it's due. Like there are certain guys that that keep stats of every single play that goes down, uh, right? Elliot Shore Parks from WIP, et cetera. There are other guys too that do that. Um, do you think it's detrimental to players that they're being under the they're under the microscope to this extent? It wasn't like this back in the day. Not all that long ago, it wasn't like this. Or should it just be? You should be paying one bit of attention to this. For example, Derek, you bring up yesterday when Jalen Rager reacted to John Clark saying, you know, Rager drops another one. He's out muscled by a defensive back and he and he right. snaps back at him. Like where where do you guys fall on this, Barrett? I guess I'll start with you on that one. Um these new wave these new wave athletes are just so they're they're so petty and 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 they're you know listening to everything on social media they just download and, and and just take all that stuff in and you know you could use it could it could it could be used as a tool for good but it also be used for a tool for bad because you know if you're a player right on the bubble 
on the cusp of um of, of making the team or you know being the player you need to be, you can use that as fuel to 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 take it to another level. Notice you got to get your stuff straight. But some people are weak minded and and can't handle this type of um scrutiny. So it hurts them a lot. I think Rager's one of those guys that it hurts. Um, listening to everything and not really focusing on what's you know what got you there in the first place and what you could do to stay there. And that's the biggest thing. Jalen Rager cannot listen to all the noise on the outside. You know, just like Jalen Hurts, it doesn't hurt Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts uses it as fuel, it's fire. Mm-hmm. He internalizes that stuff and it makes him a better player. It works opposite for Jalen Rager. Now, the difference between what I played, we didn't have all that stuff. You know, I mean, you got that information from the coaches and you yourself know, you know, what's going on. That's the biggest thing. Jalen Rager understands what he has to do. Just him going out and doing it. Can he do it? He hasn't shown it. What, one day, one day is not enough. To I, make I agree. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I believe me. I, I hear you. And I, Derek, you brought it up. I give Sirianni credit for not, you know, dancing around this. He basically said, right. yeah, he's fighting for a spot. Like he laid it out there. A lot of these guys come from the college ranks, and I don't care if it's D one, two, three, four, Z, whatever the case may be. And they are told, and they are told they are gods on campus. They are legends in the making. You know, all they're doing is pat on the back. They're they're treated with kid gloves, and then you get to the level where you play for pay, and you're scrutinized a lot more. And a lot of times, it's negative more so than positive. And players are not used to that, especially today's players. And they don't know how to take that. And so they strike back. If I'm a player with my makeup, here's what I'm saying. You can talk about me as long as you want. You cannot affect me. You can't pin it. It's like water off a duck's back. I'm trying to to make a living now as a professional athlete. And I've got a, I, my primary objective is one thing, to focus on going out here every practice and showing the coaches something and making it more difficult for them to cut me. That's all I care about. You can say what you want. You don't You don't know me. You don't live with me. You don't feed me. I don't give a you-know-what about what you say about me on the outside looking in. And that's the way I approach my career in this business. You know, I'm going to be as true as I can possibly be. If you believe me, you believe me. If you don't, that's your problem, not mine. Mm-hmm. I know what my credibility is, okay? And people who know me know what my credibility is. Same thing with an athlete. I know I have potential. When instead of jawjacking in the media, you know what? Either number one, don't talk to the media at all. Number two, focus on what you're supposed to be doing, which is playing football. Nothing else matters. See, Barrett, to add to what you just said, a a, a lot of the problem is these players, they don't see initially what may be said about them or hear what is said about them. They have a small contingent of people, whether it's a family member or a close friend who feed them and fill them in on stuff. And a lot of times it's embellished. So that jacks the players' up, anger up even more. So before they they take a deep breath and, and and read it for themselves or look at it for themselves, they go by what their boys are telling them, whatever family member tells them, and then all of a sudden they're all out of that whack mentally and emotionally because they they're not used to this stuff. You know what? I'll sit there and laugh at it. You know what? If anything, I'm gonna go out to practice the next day, and until I get a pink slip in my locker, or until they tell me I make that 53 man roster. I'm going to give them everything I got from, from start to finish. I'm going to be on time. I'm going to be in my playbook, and I'm going to be out there trying to make plays as much as I can. That's all I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Nothing else matters. Well, yeah, I, I, I said this yesterday, especially when you haven't played. You're not playing well. Like, like, I don't really care what your method is if you're a good player. Like, if, if that 
if you reading John Clark's tweets pisses you off and you go play well and you're good. Okay. Whatever. I don't care. But if you're not playing well, dude, you just have to read the room. What are you reacting to that for? What do you care about if, that? For? If, if a player is inspired by anything the media says and makes them elevate their game that much, they should give their play. They should give that media person a percentage of their deal. To be honest. It just worries me about him generally that this is we still going through this stuff in his third year. Muted, man. You muted, man. And that's it right there, Rob. Um, when 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 you're up against the trouble, you got to meet it squarely face to face. Raise your you raise your chin, set your shoulders, plant your feet, and take a brace. We learned that in my fraternity to get you through problems, to get you through stuff, so you know that you're gonna you're gonna go through, and and and. You can get through it as long as you have the the ideology that you know you can raise your your shoulders, plant mm-hmm. your feet, and take a brace. A lot of these guys are soft because they listen. There's too many there's too many yes men in their corner. You know what I'm saying? They've heard too much about how good they could be and not lived up to the to to what those standards should be as a player. You know, if you're told, "Oh, you're fast and you're you're untouchable," and then you get up to where everybody else is fast. And they're touching you now. They're faster than you are now. Then you're like, all right, what am I going to do now? You may have been in a position where you were the best thing since sliced bread in that town, city, or state that you were in. But they got to understand, when you get to college, there may be three or four All-Americans. You get to the NFL, everybody was an All-American. Yeah, I agree. Everybody I in there, you know, worked to get to where they are. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's easier getting there. But the hardest thing is staying, staying there once there. you get there. Amen. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Hey, let me let me give you this. I I, I don't want to keep harping on this thing, but like the tanking thing, just to swing it back for a minute, and then we'll go back right back to the Eagles. But in these findings, there's a. I'll read you a quote. On a number of occasions during the 2019 season, Mr. Ross expressed his belief that the Dolphins' position in the upcoming 2020 draft should take priority over the team's wins and losses. They found that he said that, and he they're still getting off on the tamper on the uh, tanking charges. Say it again. Say it one more time. So, uh, during the 2019 season, Mr. Ross, the owner, Stephen mm-hmm. Ross, expressed how important draft position was over wins and losses in the upcoming draft. Tell me that's not tanking. Well, see, that's that's what it is, Rob. When when um, the NFL is trying to save face, of course they're not going to outwardly say that that's 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 tanking. Because then it loses the integrity of the league, and they don't want that to happen. See, that's why I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how they're going to say that you know Coach Flores was not given or having you know wanting him to take incentives to lose. That's that's they've proven that. So I don't yeah. understand how they're saying the tanking issue. Well, I, I guess it was the executors. Flores didn't bow down to it. Yeah, he well, didn't go I, out there and do it. You tell I me still teams think, haven't I, I tanked think Flores before. has a good case. I still you think t- you're telling me yes. teams haven't tanked before. Oh, We've been on, talking man. about the word tanking for 20 something years yep. when we talk the, about the football. Jets have done it for the past 20 years. Yeah. You're talking the past about tanking. 20 years. All of a sudden, it's taboo now to talk about tanking. No, we've been talking about tanking forever. Yeah. Okay. It's just brought to light in a different manner now. That's all. You know, and I remember when I was covering, believe it, the San Diego Clippers. Back in the early 80s, they had an owner named Donald Sterling. Oh. I'm sitting at a luncheon in San Diego when Donald Sterling was speaking, and he came out at the podium and said, we must have finished last in order to finish first. And everybody's sitting there going, did he just say that? And oh it just did, did. Okay. So 
It's been out there forever. Teams know that. If they don't, if they don't, if they don't win, they're desperate to win. What do you have to do? We got to get better players. How do you get better right. players? We got to lose more lose. games than we win. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah. No, I hear yeah. you. Yeah, I'm listening to the stream also, looking at the stream also, and they're saying that um a lot of these players, you know, are you know, like get off my lawn, old man, uh, get off my lawn, as an old man says. Right. We didn't right. have social media. We didn't have the means of going out there and putting us out in the public. But see, the same thing that make you laugh, make you cry. If you put yourself out there, and that's what you're doing with social media, you're putting yourself out there. You're you're be, you're allowed now to 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 hype yourself up. You know what I'm saying? Instead of having mm-hmm. somebody else do it for you, you do it yourself. You put yourself in the limelight. But like I said, the same thing that makes you laugh, make you cry. So once you put yourself out there, it's out there for everybody to judge you. So now that you're being judged for what you put out there, now you want to cry about it? No, you can't cry about it. You put it out there. You you put yourself and li- you're trying to live up this standard that you're trying to portray in social media. Then damn it, you got to take along the reins and, and well, and I'll give like I'll give you an example. So uh, unspoken word says, "I'm sick of all this ragger news." He called Cap. Why are you worried about it? He said what he said. So what? Well, he- here's why. Here here's why I'm worried about it. I'll speak for myself. Um, he showed up his rookie year out of shape, failed his physical. That's a lack of commitment and maturity. Last year, the same stuff went on where he was worried about social media. He's now in his third year where you would think he would grow up from this crap and not be involved in it, just worry about getting his game better, and he's still popping off about this kind of stuff. So to answer your question, that's why. I mean, it's it's significant. This guy was taken ahead of Justin Jefferson. He was taken in the first round, and he's barely clinging to a roster spot, and he's worried about John Clark's tweet. I just think it's emblematic of his character. That's all. Look. I hope for him. He gets it together. He makes the team, and he oh, has a career. Too. Me too. And he has a career. I know Barry. Exactly. You know his dad. Exactly. I hope, I hope he has a career. I have nothing against the guy. I've never had a, a bad experience with him in no, my life. No, nope, me neither. But I just I see someone who doesn't get it yet, and and I don't know if he will. That's all. He's got to mature. You've got to mature. In the grand scheme of things, Jalen Rager is pretty insignificant. Frankly, I'm a lot more worried about Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, and Zach Pascal and Quez Watkins. Than I am Jalen Rager, but ultimately you still you see this kind of stuff, and it's you know you react. But Jalen Rager makes himself relevant news because he made himself relevant news. Had he not responded, we wouldn't be talking about Jalen Rager right now. Plain and simple. I don't know. And, and people are talking. I'm, I'm watching yesterday and today. People on the chat talking about if if they'd have had social media back in Barrett's day, those players would have responded to probably. But the bottom line is yep. they didn't have social media back then. Okay. We're talking about the new era players who feel they have to be in to, to defend themselves. No, you don't. Your actions on the field defend yourselves. You don't have to verbally defend yourself. But we we kind of did the same thing back in our day, even when you first got to Philly. You know, guys like Ricky Waters would take everything personal. You wrote about him. Right. He was trying to meet guys in the locker room. Oh, you said this about me? Of right. course. And guys like Ruben yourself be like, yeah, we said it to yeah. You tell us, are we wrong or right in what we wrote? Now, if I'm you're wrong right. in what I wrote or you're if right. I'm wrong in what I said, then I got to be held accountable for it. And apologize, plain and simple. Right, right. right. And, you know and again, I go back to Ricky Waters was a freaking stud. Yeah. Right. As much as he was a pain in the ass, the dude produced. Exactly. Jalen Rager hasn't produced. See, I'm glad right. you said that about Ricky Waters, okay? You just said what I've been talking about. Ricky Waters was a stud, right? He produced, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter what, what somebody said about him, why was that get under your skin? 
Why? Right. Why would you allow that no. to bother you? Derek, you're still going to go out there and, be, you know, and you know you're yeah. still going to go out there and be the same player. Mm-hmm. What would you care about somebody who doesn't care your paycheck? What they say? Yeah, you should. Who cares? Yeah, I hear. Go out there and ball out like you've been doing. That's yep, all you got to worry about. But like AJ Brown is very aware of everything that goes on too. Yes. Right? Um, yes. But AJ Brown goes out there and makes plays, and it, you know, da, da, da. it's just it's a different different story. Again, that's why I always say like read the room and, and just kind of know who you are and. You know what's going on, but anyway, um, so we've seen we saw again a good day out of Rager, good day out of AJ Brown. Uh, uh, you know, I haven't seen a lot of the stats or whatever, but it seems like Hertz was throwing the ball pretty well. I know Barrett, you've been you haven't been worried about it anyway. I'm just no, saying, no. you know, people are talking about he, that he struggled the last couple, you know, practices, whatever for what it's so worth. This is why I say that. Yes, they keep all his stats on 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 um, how many drops, you know, and they had a comparison between last year and this year at the same point, same amount of practices, what they've done. But was not in those um, was not in those stats that he's giving. How many drops did the receiver drop? Oh, yes, it might have been an interception. But were they trying something new to see, to see if it was work? That did, did you know? Are they trying to build a chemistry between each other? That all right, we're gonna try this. And if this works, we can use it later on. But if it doesn't work, this is why you do it in practice. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you know, what if the defense – you know, the defense knows what you're running also. You know what I'm saying? You're practicing against your defense. After a while, they understand and they know what your route combinations are, where you're, where you're going to line up, you know, all, all that type of stuff. So sure. they're going to get a beat on who you are also. There's so many different factors that come in. With defense, if one guy messes up, they have the ability to 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 get past it, and you know, and and somebody else could pick up the slack. On offense, everybody has to work in unison. One player messes up, the entire play could go terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be crazy. And it's the same on on defense also, but it's more to the nth degree that you have to make sure you find out those crossing your T's and dotting your eyes when you're playing. The offensive line has to protect a certain way. They got to make sure. If their guy is hot, the quarterback has to know this hot guy because if he comes, there's nobody blocking him. Or if they change the protection so they can pick this guy up, they have to let the quarterback know. So if he comes, there's going to be no hot read because now the guy that they thought was going to be a blitzer, he may drop off and 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 and, and be in the passing lane. Those are all things you have to work through um, as an offense. The, the 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 receiver has to know he has a break on a hot rod. If he didn't see the hot, like people don't know Jalen. If he sees this certain blitz come up, he knows that this receiver on this side has a hot route. But if that receiver doesn't see that he's supposed to throw, um, he's supposed to run a um, on a hot route, a slant, and he still he runs the go route or runs the the comeback route instead of running the slant like he's supposed to, it'll be a pick on the defensive side of ball because Jalen is thinking he has to run a slant because it's a hot route, right? But if he doesn't, if he doesn't see the same blitz that Jalen, and they're not on the same page, that could be a, 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 an interception exactly. right there, and everybody's thinking, "Oh, that's a." And bad it's all on the quarterback. Right yeah, and it's yeah. Oh, he yeah. messed up, right. but it might have been on Jalen Rager for not running the slant, not but, but seeing the hot route. Barrett, that's, that's the right. same issue I have with people giving quarterbacks records out. Like it's it's like, uh, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts is is two and four against winning teams. Well, yeah, he was the starter, but. He's not playing defense. He's not blocking for himself. He's not catching the ball for himself. <laughs> right. He's not running the. He's he's got. He, it's a team. 
So the team's record is – it's just I think that's an unfair thing that people lay on the foot of the quarterback all the time. And when I, I say it's perfect, especially when, especially when you go into a game broadcast and your quarterback so-and-so is 0-12 against this particular team. Yes. He, he didn't play the game by himself. Yeah, right. yeah. it's completely unfair. Like, right. okay, last year, Josh Allen takes his team down the field in the NFC AFC championship game on a ridiculous drive. They end up losing. Or to, to the Chiefs, right? Or was it what, what round was it? It was the it was a division. It was the uh, divisional round. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was, and, and they lose the game. And that's going to be on Josh Allen's uh, playoff record that he was, you know, <laughs> yeah. like come on, exactly, anyway. right, right. Or or, or 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 I'm fighting my butt off against Reggie White, and all of a sudden he says, "Look, Barrett, you had a great game. You've been blocking well, but I'm about to go hard now." Right now, it went in as a loss on his team. <laughs> And we lost the game because of me because, you know, I gave up a sack and a half to him to end the game. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, this this man is, you know, is, is more than a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Reggie yeah. White, Mr. White was, you know, a, a beast. It yeah. goes as a loss. We were winning the whole game yeah. with the exception of that play. So I, I, I got to take that. That's me. No, that's I fair. did that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I lost it. You know, but there were games where I'm going against uh, Charles Haley. And I'm whooping Charles Haley, one of the most prolific pass rushers ever. We're going toe-to-toe, no sacks, no hurries. In fact, I'm putting it on him, and we lost the game because somebody on the other side or, or Leon Lett was going against somebody and, and beat them, and they, you know, we lost because of that. Those are all things you have to accept as a whole, as a yeah. as, as a total. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it happens. Sometimes you get the bear. Sometimes the bear gets you. Well said. Well said. All right, we come back. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion, and we're going to dive specifically into the NFC East. Quarterbacks, coaches, defenses. We're going to get into that more on practice today, more on the Dolphins story, more on Juan Soto. If the Phillies do anything between now and and, and 3 o'clock when we're out of here, we'll pass it along. 2 o'clock, Brandon Lee Galton from Bleeding Green Nation is going to join us. He was at practice today. We'll get his impressions of what went down. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk pro-action restoration because, look, you, you want to be ahead of this thing before something bad goes down. It could be a fire, could be smoke, could be water damage, whatever. That's why I'm telling you right now, or if you just experienced that problem, you're not really sure what to do, they're the people that you want to get in contact with. I've gone through it. It happened at my parents' house. Uh, they had water damage in their basement. They were older folks. I was over there trying to help them as well, but it was just too much. It was too overwhelming. I reached out on a Saturday. Pro Action got right over there. They cleaned it up at a reasonable price. I, I couldn't have been more happy, and you will be too. Give them a call, 610-623-3760. Again, whether it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. By the way, they are licensed, bonded, fully insured, They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades, and they will work in conjunction with your insurance company. 610-623-3760 or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com.
you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back in, everybody. We are Sports Take on this uh, Tuesday afternoon and hanging out with you. Always always fun to be with you. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, hit that like button, by the way. Let's get as many likes as we can get. Let's set our like button record for this show. What do you say, fellas? We, we, we down with that? I'm with let's you. Make it happen. With let's you. make it happen. All right, let's make it happen. All right, so a little NFC East talk, guys. Um, Oh, got a little. Did you guys hear that little little? Well, yeah, that's that's right D Gun. He's 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 going to comment. He's going. He's 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 looking at the show. Oh. <laughs> that's the only way we can see. The only way we can comment on the stream is if we have it pulled up on our. Uh, oh, our phones. some technical issues. No, we can pull it up on our phones and then oh. we can comment to the stream on our phone. We can't. I got you. We can't do it on the live stream that we're using to to, to pump the show <clears> out on YouTube. I got you. I got you. All right. So that's so, D Gun. D Gun's doing that. It's all Derek's Turn it down, D Gun. Can't How take him anywhere. Me? How the heck you know it's me? That's yeah, not right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm how, you, how you know? How, how, it's pretty, it's pretty small how you know? Why you call me out? <laughs> See, you get offended when I call you out for anything. You get you get sensitive, and then my wife gets on your side, and you're too mean to bear. And, and, oh boy! Oh, it's true. It's true. No, I'm well, not you have problem like calling that. me out. All no, right. I'm not calling you out. I was giving. I was actually giving you. No, I'm just the thumbs I'm just up. messing with you. 
for I'm watching it on you. there, and that's the only way. So I don't look, want like it's a little. I don't behind. want you to black out. I don't want you to black out it's like yesterday. Dude, I didn't black out, man. He, what? He, recall, he he was re he was um, recounting a story where he blacked out. He didn't black out yesterday. Yeah, he see, no, 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 he blacked out when he went at it with somebody on the feed. I was laugh. I was rolling after the show for about ten minutes. <laughs> uh, I loved every bit of it. Hey, uh, what so I do? Brian Flores has reacted to the uh, the NFL mm -hmm. saying that these allegations were unfounded. You want to hear from Brian Flores? Oh yeah, yes, good. oh yes. Uh, I'm thankful that the NFL's investigator found my factual allegations against Stephen Ross are true. At the same time, I'm disappointed to learn that the investigator minimized Mr. Ross's offers and pressure to tank games, especially when I wrote and submitted a letter at the time to the Dolphins executives documenting my serious concerns regarding this subject at the time which the investigator has in her possession. While the investigator found that the Dolphins had engaged in impermissible tank uh, tampering, of unprecedented scope and severity, Mr. Ross will avoid any meaningful consequence. There is nothing Ooh. more important when it comes to the game of football itself than the integrity of the game. When the integrity of the game is called into question, fans suffer, football suffers. So Brian Flores uh, being heard. There wow. you go. Right. Da -da -da. Yeah, I, don't think, this I don't is, think Brian will be coaching down in Miami again anytime soon. Uh, you think? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I hope. Here's what I hope in, in seriousness. I hope he doesn't get blackballed from the NFL. Well, he, he has a job right now. And can't what? Where is he right now? Kansas City? No. Who's he with now? Steelers. Steelers. He has a job with the Steelers. I um, mean, you mean like a head coach? Yeah. 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 That, that's well, what I worry about. That's yeah, over. We'll see. We'll see. That's over. That's just being real. That's just over. You know. Yeah. You know what? Owners, owners, owners are probably gun shy of him now, being like like the head coach. And that's wrong. It, it, that's wrong because you know here's a man who 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 is has integrity, who stood up for what he felt is best for the game and what he stands for as a coach and as a professional. And he had to take on the league, one of the most one of the most, if not the most powerful sports entity on the planet. And he brought some things to light that they don't like to talk about and you know shy away from. And you're right, he may pay a price from that, but he's a good enough coach. I do think he'll always have a position in the NFL, whether it's a coordinator or a position coach. But you're right. I think it'll be hard for him to get another head coaching position. And, of course, you ask teams about it down the road, they'll lie and say, oh, no, that's not the case at all. We just felt this right. is the direction we wanted to go in. It's right, been going right, on for right, – I, mean, right. I mean, come on, you know. But hopefully – you're right. Hopefully he never gets blacklisted from the game itself, and I don't think he will. Yeah. I mean, either. Well, I mean, when you have integrity like that, you won't get blacklisted. But the, the likelihood of him getting an opportunity to be a head coach probably would be slim to none, um, because it's, it's, a, it's a good old boy system, man. You know, you it's hard to get into that. You know, what I'm saying it's hard to be a coma coach in there. It's hard to get into the being a um, a, a minority coach. But when you when you were one, you kind of win against the owners. Right. Uh, <laughs> It's tough, man. It it's is, tough right. for him to do it. You know, you went against the owners. You know what I'm saying? When you go against the owners, man, it's, it's it putting you in a um, not the best light, put it like that. Yeah, fair enough. Life. Fair enough. All right, let, let's look at the NFC East here, guys. Um, you know, last year, the way it plays out, played out, excuse me, uh, you know, really no surprise. The Cowboys win the division. They were the heavy favorites going in last season. But nonetheless, you know, the Cowboys end up winning 12 games. They go 12 and 5. Eagles finish at nine and eight, Washington seven and nine, Giants at four and thirteen. Now you've had a coaching change in New York with Brian Dable. Ron Rivera is still there. 
in Washington, but the big move is they have Carson Wentz as the quarterback. The Eagles, of course, upgrade in a couple of spots, including A.J. Brown. Uh, they, they go out and they get James Bradbury. They get Kaiser White. Uh, they draft Jordan Davis. I'm sure I'm missing some big pieces here, but that's some of the things that they did. Cowboys lose Amari Cooper. They're back with Mike McCarthy, and they're back with Dak Prescott. Ezekiel Elliott claims he's in the best shape of his life uh, as they enter the season. Now, they also lost James Washington, uh, one of their depth receivers, who came over from Pittsburgh to a broken foot. He's out six to ten weeks. That's a big deal. They don't have a lot of depth at that position. Huge deal. Yeah, really big deal. Um, but let's start with the coaches. Let, let's do this. So Nick Sirianni in his second year. Rivera, is this his second or third? I think it's third. his second. Third? Okay, third. third year. Yep. Third in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. McCarthy, of course, under much scrutiny. He's back again. And, and This Gable, is third uh, also, right? This is third is. year. I think it is. I thought it was, yeah. came I thought it was his, Is it his third? Or his yeah. second? Was he's going was into his third year. Yeah, I think he's I Rivera's think going into his third year also. Huh. They got yeah. the job at the same time. Okay. And then, so Dable's the rookie, Sirianni's second year, other two guys are third year. Yep. Now, yep. I'm not looking necessarily to rank them, but let's just look at it from a strength and weaknesses standpoint. Like I I'll, I'll start. I think with Rivera, he's a really stable good coach, but he's in an unstable situation in Washington with Absolutely. everything above him. Which makes it tough, and he's and he's got a quarterback that really it could really go either way on. Like either Carson wakes up and realizes that he wants to be great, or he just says, you know, I can, I know it all, and I'm smarter than everybody else, and all that other stuff that we heard the last two years. I don't know where that goes with Carson, frankly. Um, McCarthy's absolutely on a scorching hot seat because Sean Payton's looming, and I don't know Jerry at his age is going to be real patient, even though he was with Jason Garrett. I don't think he's going to be patient with Mike McCarthy. Sirianni, you know, there's there's pressure on him simply because they went to the playoffs and they added a lot of pieces. The GM made a lot of moves. And, you know, Dibble gets some some rope here because he's taking over a bad team. So he gets he gets some room here. But that's kind of my, you know, thumbnail on, on these guys. Where, where do you guys fall on the coaches in the division? Well, I mean, when you look at um, I think, you know, first we got to look at Dable. You know, he's the rookie out of all these coaches. And he's probably put in the worst situation because – he inherited a quarterback that he had no choice but allow him to, to 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 stay in the system, to stay in play, because the owner, you know, said, all right, you know, this kid has been put in a he's been put in a bad situation. He's never had an officer coordinator for more than one year. Um, you know, maybe he is a better quarterback than what um you know what he's been. He just hasn't had the right coaching style and the coaching staff to help him uh get out of his own way. Mm-hmm. So that quarterback relationship, quarterback head coach relationship, even though he's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, they were supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, it's kind of, you know, screwed up from the beginning because he didn't handpick him. He didn't pick this guy. This guy was here. He inherited him. And he's in a situation where if the kid isn't good, you know, how can you make him better when he's not good anyways? So, you know, we'll see with that. Right. Uh, defensively, he inherited a defense that was just okay. But they did get first-round Thibodeau. Um, you know, who should help them out with the pass pass rush a little bit. They're switching over to a new scheme, a new full-time scheme where they're going to go 3-4 instead of a 4-3. So, I mean, that's that's going to be hard for him. Um, his defensive coordinator, um, Martindale, that's, that's, that's some – Wake Martindale from Baltimore, yep. Yeah, yeah. That's the system he ran when he was in Baltimore. You know, that's a 3-4 system. You know, he needs three guys that are studs up front. We know Leonard Williams is a stud. We know Dexter Lawrence is a stud. 
but you need that nose. You know, do they have the nose to run that type of defense? It wasn't until now that even the Eagles could run that offense, I mean, that defense, because they now have a nose in Jordan Davis. So we'll see how Justin Ellis um, um, does. You know, he's a transfer from Baltimore, so we'll see. But at this point, you know, he inherited a team, has a little talent sprinkled here, here and there on the side of the ball. They got some pretty good receivers. Um, they have a running back that could, you know, kind of stabilize things a little bit. If he's healthy this year, going into it, he gets back to that that form that he had his rookie year. So they have some tools mm-hmm. that they can use and, and use that toolbox, but they just I, I just don't know if they can be able to advance this fast and compete in the division. How about you, uh, Derek? When, when I look at the Giants, the Giants haven't had a winning season since 2016. Um, you're in you're in the mecca uh, of the sports media market and the sports media world, and that doesn't sit well with that organization, and rightfully so. When I was watching the NFL Network yesterday, the one thing that jumped out to me was the reporters on site for the Giants have said, you see a lot of movement in a Brian Daybowl offense. You see a lot of shifting going on, and that's exactly what I expected. So his MO is, to find the weak link in a defense to keep a defense guessing. That's yep. that was a that was a big reason and a big part of Josh Allen's success in Baltimore. Not only did the kid turn it on from one year to the next, but they kept the pieces moving. Okay. And we talk about the wealth of talent that they have there, potential wealth of talent they have at receiver. A running back who's on a mission to come back from an ACL tear didn't do it last year. He's on a mission to come back this year from that. So they have the pieces you need. Now, the big question mark in all that, of course, is the quarterback in Daniel Jones. Will he be able to structure an offense that caters to the Jones' strengths, whatever his strengths may be? But the fact that they're completely changing the offensive mindset and doing all this movement with the pieces I have tells me they're going to be a more unpredictable offense. The heat is on the Giants basically to win, just to have some kind of win. When you're in a city with the Yankees, you know, and the Rangers, you know, and these teams win in, you know, year in and year out, the pressure is on. Of course, you got the Jets, so you have somebody else. At least you have one other team that that can that you can deflect some of that criticism from. But the Giants have been a pinnacle of success for that, that city for a long time. Um, when, when I look at Dallas, I look at a Dallas team that definitely has an owner who's 80 years old, will, will be 80 years old. He came out and said a few weeks ago he's not a very patient man because time is – not on his side, hasn't hoisted that trophy since 95-96. He's tried any and everything to put a winner on the field. He has been very active in free agency trying to make that a better team, and it hasn't panned out for him. You have a quarterback who's on a hot seat because he's 1-3 in, in playoffs. You know, they're a franchise that was looked at as America's team for so long, and now they're a tarnished team. They've been a tarnished team for quite some time, okay? So the heat is on Dallas. Now, they have a kid named – Michael Parsons on that defense, which is a one-man wrecking crew, and because of his play, it can dis- it can cover up some of the deficiencies maybe in other areas. You got a guy, De- Demarcus Lawrence, who was a sack machine for years, and he hasn't been for the last couple of years. There's a lot of motivation down in Dallas to turn things around because of a lot of embarrassment that has gone on within that organization as well. I saved Washington for last because I oh, wanted we, to stay. We just go. We just do. We just one team at a time, man. One team at a time. We going through one team oh, we at a time, man. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man, you, you should have stopped me. You should stop me. I, I, I was on the road. Said, I, I was on the road. Sometimes I like to just get out of the way and let you two go at it. So. 
You know, I was on a roll. I'm sorry. I was on I, a roll. He was on a roll, man. He was hot. I just want to stop him. I had to stop him. All right, go ahead. All right, so we did the Giants. All right, who's next? All right, who's next? You want to talk about the Giants? Uh? Yeah, I'll go Giants. Um, right, go look, I I, uh, I think there's more in the tank than what Sa- Saquon Barkley showed last year. Yes. I, I think he was he Absolutely. was not right. I think Dable will put him in a better position to succeed than Joe Judge and whatever that mess was last year. So I think we're going to see him bounce back. I don't think he's going to be the workhorse that he was his rookie year when he was phenomenal, but I think they're going to use him in space more, maybe try to avoid him getting his hit much. But I think you're going to see him bounce back and, and be a big part of this thing. I still don't think they're a very good team overall um, I, I, because ultimately you have to have a quarterback, and I don't think Daniel Jones is that guy. Um, but I, I think the, I think the Giants are squarely the fourth team in this division, and I, I don't think it's really all that close. I, they might win a game more. Maybe they win six games, but I don't think they're a very good team. That's why I think you, with the Giants. So you guys want to go Dallas next? Yeah, go Dallas. All right, well, Dallas, you know, start from the top, man. Ownership is a little dingy. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's still dingy. caught up. Dingy, I like yeah. that. Dingy. A little dingy. Yeah. Caught him as, he's caught up with himself. But, I mean, as far as, you know, then you go go with Mike McCarthy. We love Mike McCarthy. Love Mike McCarthy. I love him to be the, the, the Dallas coach for the next 10 years. I appreciate him being the Dallas coach for the next two years, but it still doesn't mean he's a good head coach. I like him because he's not a good head coach. So from that aspect of it, love Mike McCarthy. But then you start getting into the other guys, you know, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is a nice offensive coordinator, man. Um, he understands what, what Dak Prescott's strengths are. Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the division right now. Um, you know, even, you know, with, you know, what would happen in, in Washington, I think Dak Prescott is still a good quarterback and, you know, even though he lost, you know, two of his wealth weapons, and you know, uh, with Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, he still has a lot. Now, Michael Gallup, he'll probably be on the PUP list uh, for the first half of the season. I mean, he um, wasn't it the last game? It might be more than the first half. He, of the season. he claims he claims he may only miss the first couple of games. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is an ACL, and ACLs yeah. these days are a lot different from back when I played. ACL meant you were gone the entire season for at least. At their very least, ten to twelve months. These days, guys are coming back in eight to nine uh, months. You know, so maybe he can come back. But Michael Gallup and, and C.D. Lamb, honestly, guys, I'm not gonna lie, and I, I hate that I have to say this, man, but C.D. Lamb might be one of the best receivers in the division. No, no question. I mean, it's, it's, and, and yeah, I mean, without Amari there, I mean, he's gonna get a lot more opportunities too. His big play potential, the way he runs routes, slippery routes. He knows how to get open. Um, you know, he's 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 a great target that uh, Dak Prescott has. Uh, along with, you know, Dalton Schultz, he'll be one of the better tight ends in the league also. So they have it, you know, they got to have it, you know, pretty good on uh, as far as weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Now here's where it gets pretty sticky. Um, that offensive line. That offensive line is old with, with Tyron Matthews. And Zach Martin, even though Zach Martin's still one of the better uh, guards in the league, he's an aging guy, uh, aging as far as, you know, been, he's, he got drafted in 2014. So, you know, he's played a lot of football, man. There's a lot of tread on them tires. And Tyron Matthews was playing it's the, since 2011. So both of those guys are injury prone. Uh, we know Tyron, uh, Tyron is, is, is going to take at least four games off this year, you know, just from him being an older player. Um, so Terrence Steele played a lot last year because Leon Collins was either suspended or hurt or whatever. So, man, he'll he'll be okay 
and stepping into that right tackle role. But I just don't see that offensive line being as good as it was, and, and which leads me to the running back position where, yeah, Zeke, you might be in the best shape of your life, but that offensive line is nowhere near what you're used to running in front of. So because of that, you won't be the same back as you thought you, who you think you are because that offensive line isn't good. Now, defensively, they're still going to be one of the top defenses in in the division, if not the top defense in the division, because they have two guys that can rush the passer. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is 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 um is a really good, stable uh, defensive end. He's one of the better defensive ends in the league. But the guy that you got to worry about is Michael Parsons. Now he can rush from anywhere. How will they utilize him, Barrett, this year? Same way, same exact way as last year, because he 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 jumped in and, and filled in on the edge more because of injuries, right? I mean, how are they going to use him? Well, that's it. They're they're or linebacker. I mean, he they want him to be everywhere. They want him to be a stand up guy. They could be a stand up linebacker, a linebacker depth, but they also put him on the line to generate pressure. The best thing they can do is to continue to do that, and hopefully. Um, the Eagles take a pic, you know, a picture out of that book when they see how they do it with Michael Parsons. You can't get a beat on him because you don't know where he's coming from. He might be coming from the line, you know, lined up at the line of scrimmage. He might be coming from linebacker depth. They might put him where he can um, come up and, and sugar blitz, you know, from from, you know, in the A gap and have him rush for there. He's one of the few athletes that can play anywhere on the field. I mean, I bet you that kid can play safety. He's that good of an athlete, and he thinks he's that good of a player. Period. Now, to him, and this is out of his mouth, he said that he should have no less, no less than 15 sacks this year. Ooh. Mm-hmm. High bar, man. Exactly, exactly. You don't know how those offensive line, linemen are going to take offense to that. So they're going to try. He's not sneaking up on anybody anymore. He snuck up on uh, the Chargers. He snuck up on the Cardinals. He snuck up on a lot of people. He's not sneaking up on anybody right now. Hmm. They know that got to account for wherever he is. And like I said, offensive coordinators get paid millions of dollars to stop kids like him. Okay. So we'll see how good he is and productive he is. But, I mean, I like their defense. Um, Trayvon Diggs is, is, is very overrated. Uh, you know, he may have had 11, uh, 11 uh, interceptions, but he also had over 1,000 yards thrown on him. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he, he is. A, he's like, uh, he's like Kyle Schwerber. He's either right. going yard or he's probably <laughs> making it out. Exactly. <laughs> Feast of fam with him. He's either yeah. got an interception or he's going to give up a big play, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, do is their roster better than ours? I don't think they're better than the Eagles. Yeah, head to head. Yeah, head yep. to, hey, hey, let me give you this real quick, uh, Derek, before you jump in on that one. Uh, uh, Tim Patrick, who's a really good receiver for the Broncos, was carted off with a leg injury today. Uh, um, oh, I hate to hear that, man. And according to bystanders, it didn't look good. So uh, he was a guy who was like quickly developing really good chemistry with Russell Wilson here in the uh, in camp, and uh, he made a leaping, a crazy leaping catch, uh, and went down after the catch. The entire team huddled around him and they carted him off. I hate uh, that stuff, man. man. It's the worst part about football, hands it down, is, man. hands down. Nothing you worse. Ju- you just hold your breath for your team and hope that you don't get reports like that for your yeah. team. We see that yeah. happen. Too many times, but you're right. That's the nature of the business, man. Mm. It's, it's a lot of times it's the fluke play, yeah, that caused the most severe injuries. You know, somebody getting a leg rolled up on, scrambling for a fumble or something like that, or after the fact, just planning yeah. and coming down on somebody's foot. You know, you, oh, you hate to see that. Man. He's a, he's yeah. a really nice receiver. He's underrated, yeah. man. And he he 
you know, did a lot of good things with not a great setup until he got Wilson this year. You know, well, he was overshadowed by three other high-profile receivers. But you're yeah. right, Rob. He, he's a great athlete, uh, acrobatic catcher, and Big you're right, too. fearless. Big yes, fearless. Um, we hate to see that, man. Yeah. Oh, you Too know, bad. He, yeah, Barrett, 6'4", 212. He, he's got some yeah, size, man. He's a big receiver. But anytime, uh, anytime your he, teammates huddle around you, you know it's not good. Yeah, right. But hey, Kevin Savard, Kevin Savard, Raiders' new landing spot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> there you go. Oh, we, we, we've had him uh, with, I think, two different teams at least today, just today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Derek, you want to jump in on the, uh, on the Cowboys? I think well, I'm going to start with the defense because I think one of the biggest keys to that defense will Leighton Vander Esch be able to resurrect his career. I mean, early on in his career, the first couple of years, this kid was like gangbusters, man, disruptive, big kid, drop back in coverage, coming up, making plays, stuffing the runs, and all of a sudden, you know, he fell by the wayside. Now that you have a Michael Parsons back there, that helps take some of the pressure off of him, but he's got to produce as well. As I said a few moments ago, Demarcus Lawrence is, what, 30, 31 now. You know, everybody respected him for his ability to sack, and he hasn't had double-digit sacks in, what, the last three, four years? Yeah. Something like that. So he's got to turn it on. The owner has given his team the message. I'm 80 years old, about to be 80 years old. I don't have time on my side. I'm very impatient. I want to win now. Now, your quarterback, I don't know why he said this because it's going to come back and bite him somewhere, came out a few weeks ago and said he expects this to be the golden year for the Dallas Cowboys. He expects this to be the year that he takes them deep into the playoffs. Well, your record's one in three in the playoffs. You haven't gone deep into the playoffs since you got there. So I think your choice of words was a little bit off course. You know, you could have <laughs> picked a better, better choice of words to say that with. And it goes back to what Barrett has said and what we've talked about for weeks. Your offensive line is not the strength of this team as we see it now because of the additions. Now, we talk about players getting up there in years. You talk, you know, Barrett mentioned Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. Well, you know, we have a couple of those players here, you know, in, in, in Jason Kelsey and, and Lane Johnson. You know, they're getting up there in years. You're sprinkling in youth at the right guard, at the left guard, and at your, your, your left tackle. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that line play develops there. Dallas has the talent to win more games than they lose. I do not think they're going to go 12-5 and five this year. You know, now with the emergence of what the Eagles have done, I do believe Washington is going to be a lot tougher to, a lot tougher out than they have been in the past. Mike McCarthy's Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat for a reason because of his track record. But when I look at Mike McCarthy, he came in his first year and took a six and ten team and turned it into a twelve and five team. So that's progress. Mm-hmm. You know the fact that he blew that call in that playoff game, having your quarterback quarterback sneak it at a crucial time, that's considered a glaring weakness. You know, in terms of his overall ability to put his team in position to win games. You're muted, Barrett. You 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 muted to win games. Absolutely, yep. You know, in big situations. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think I think more pressure is on Dallas than any other team in this division because of what oh, they have on yes. their roster, what their record was last year, the message the owner has sent out because the media scrutiny around, not just in Dallas, but around the country is your head coach is under a huge microscope. I think there's more pressure on the Cowboys than anybody else by far in this division. Can they answer that challenge? I think the, the talent gap has been closed in the division between the Eagles and Cowboys and the Redskins and the Cowboys, Redskins, the commanders and the Cowboys as well. So um, Dallas, Dallas could be in for a shocker this season in terms of not being that dominant team to control the division the way they did last year. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder with them. I, I think there's there's equal, really big pressure on McCarthy and Prescott. Prescott, you know, is, is the same. McCarthy and Prescott are both viewed, I think, like great regular season. What happens when it when it's crunch time? And right. they're both viewed that way. And right, right. I wonder if this isn't the year – even though Ezekiel Elliott will tell everybody what great shape he's in, but I, I, I is this the year where they kind of transition a little bit out of him, you know, to an extent, mm, and go to Pollard, and go to Pollard, who who has been the better running back. So yes. I mean, that's that's one I'm going to be really keeping my eye on with the Cowboys, how that shakes itself out. Um, I do. I look. I think Micah Parsons is an insane talent, but I do wonder, Barrett. This is a little bit to your point. If teams, the really smart defensive coordinators out there, they don't at least figure a way to somewhat nullify him. I'm not saying you're going to shut that guy down. He's too good right. to shut down. Yeah. But can you kind of contain him better than you did last year? If he can't wreak the same kind of havoc that he wreaked last year, maybe that defense can't be as effective as it was at times last year. So that's going to be something else to Well, watch. they don't have Randy Gregory anymore, so you can't focus right. on – you can slide the line to, uh, to, 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 to Lawrence. But then you could also have a, a a back and a tight end and a tackle block um uh, be responsible mm-hmm. for Parsons right. wherever mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. Yeah, right. So that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to watch. How much does somebody not named CeeDee Lamb step up, especially now with Cooper out of there and some of the injuries that they've had? So if they have to throw, if somebody's containing them in the run game, how are they going to be able to be successful throwing the ball? Mm-hmm. And can that offensive line hold up if that's the case? How much of a beating does Dak take? Dak's had some pretty major injuries, man, yes. over, over the course of his you know pretty mm-hmm. young career. Mm-hmm. you got to be able to keep him upright. Um, so that's also a key factor in this thing. I, I, think, I think it's between the Eagles and the Cowboys. I think it's neck and neck for the division. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, I but I, th- I think the Eagles probably have more uh, talent on paper, but – Stop me if you've heard this before. I think it comes down to Hurts. If Hurts plays well, the Eagles win the division. If he if he's okay, Dallas could win the division. Mm. But the Eagles I couldn't agree with you more. I yeah, agree. On both sides, they can, they're going to be right there. I, I truly believe that as far as they go. Hey, so uh, my sources tell me that we need 100 likes. We need 100 likes on this show. So I, I, I want us to up our like game here from, from all of our friends listening, all of our friends streaming, and all of our friends in the chat. Let's see if we can do that. Xander will let me know if we get there. Okay, how's that? Let, let's go. Let's go right now. Boom. We're going on a like blitz. We're going to blitz heavy. Let's get a bunch like. of likes, baby. Let's All get right. a bunch of likes. All right, so that's that's where we stand here. Uh, you know, we're kind of looking at let, – let's just – let's dive specifically into the quarterbacks here uh, in, in a little bit more. 
Uh, and I wanna, we didn't do Washington yet. Yeah, we didn't do Washington. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Let, let's Washington go Washington and the Eagles. My apologies. Let, let's go Washington here. Um, and then the Eagles. So uh, Washington, you know, Rivera, a great track record of just being a guy who's going to have a good culture and they're going to be good and all oh, that. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Rob. You want to go to break first? No, no. Let's keep going. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, let's keep going. Um, and, uh, you know, really, if you start looking at that roster – I think we talked to Brett with Brian Westbrook about this yesterday too. There's a lot of talent there, man, on, on both sides, on in certain positions. Uh, defensively on the, along the line, I don't love it after that. But offensively, you have good receivers. You have a tight end who's coming back from an injury who's who's turned himself to his credit into a really good tight end in the league. Um, and you have a good running back, a pretty good offensive line. Yep. But what do you – I'll start here. What do you sense with Wentz? <laughs> You're just going to throw it out there like that, huh? No, no, John Dickerson said 100 likes and Robbie will eat Cheerios with milk. John, on camera. It's not get crazy. Actually, I will do that if if we get 100 likes. If we get to 100 likes and Sandra tells me we're at 100 likes, I will eat Cheerios with milk during this show. All right? (laughs) I'm out there right now. As much as I detest that, I will do it. All right. Uh, Uh, Yeah, man. Um, Barrett, all you. You look at the Washington team, man, just the Washington commander's roster. Not everything else is going on in that organization. You know, starts up top and goes down. Yeah. It's, 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 it's craziness. You know, it's nonsense. But when you look at the roster, man, they have some talent, man, they, in, in, even at the quarterback position. Carson Wentz played at a MVP level in 2017. Can he get back to that? I don't think so. But evidently, the commanders think that he has that ability. Now, Ken Carson, and I saw somebody on the stream said, I, I forget who it was, it Adam's Exploit or, or um, I forget who exactly who it was. But they said something that kind of hit me. Um, it, hit me it, it was pretty tough. It said, Carson does not own a mirror, so he can't give a self-evaluation. I thought that was the best thing to slice bread. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a good He line. doesn't own a mirror, so he can't self-evaluate himself. He can't look at himself in the mirror. Yeah. And that's a problem because to him, I think he thinks there's nothing wrong with him. Yes. And I, that's, Barrett, I, that's what I think. Of, I, I, here's, here's what I can't get past. Two things. One, uh, how, how much of the physical tools diminished with some of the injuries? Because I mean, Maybe he still thinks he can do some of those things that he can't do. And two, it ha- has his has his head blown up to the point where he can't humble himself and realize I need to change the way I do things. And I, I, I don't, from what I, I, I heard about the kind of teammate he was, man, like some people loved him that were in his inner circle. Some people couldn't stand him. And he was very difficult with the coaches because he was a know-it-all. Yep. So I, those are bad signs for me, unless he's really had an awakening in Washington. Well, according to everything you hear out of Washington, he's been the perfect teammate so far. That's today. That's what we're hearing right now. That's today. Wait, wait until, until there's the a bad starts. loss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait until the season starts. <laughs> but uh, Carson, uh, Carson has to decide what do you want to be. What do you? How do you want people to perceive you? Yeah. As as a rogue quarterback who's going to do what he wants, no matter what the coaching staff wants. You said, you, said a rogue quarter, you said a, a rogue. rogue. Yeah, a rogue quarterback. <laughs> If what we're hearing is true over the last two years, this man is going against everything that the, 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 the coordinators and the head coach calls calls his own plays. He wouldn't. He know? would audible out of stuff. Audible that Doug out was of calling stuff. it. Like, are you, you know? kidding me, man? 
you know. You know if you're going to be continue to be a rogue, you can be sitting on the bench because I guarantee you, Ron Rivera's not going to put up with that for long. Yeah. He, you know, Carson will not finish that season as a starting quarterback if that happens down in Washington, you know, for a number of reasons. You know, Rivera's somewhat on the hot seat. You know, uh, here's a guy uh, in the time he's been there, you know, he won a division with a losing record. His record was what, seven and nine or something like that? Last year, they were seven and 10. So they haven't shown much improvement. Now, granted, he, they've gone through, it's been like a carousel of quarterbacks that have gone through there since Kirk Cousins left. I hope from an ownership standpoint, Daniel Snyder doesn't get too itchy in terms of if they lose again to change the head coaching. And here's why. Ron Rivera is a very mature coach. You need yes. a mature coach in a situation like Washington is going through with all the off-the-field negativity that's going on. Yep. He has a good coaching staff structured. He has a good defensive coordinator in Jack Del Rio. You know, So even if they don't win more games than they lose, you better sit back and really analyze this. Because your roster is moving in the right direction in a lot of ways. I don't think you want to have another coach come in here and have to prove himself all over to a roster that is moving in a right direction. If you get Carson Wentz on the right page, that solves the quarterback issue for you. You've got a good nucleus of receivers. You've got a couple of good running backs. Your defensive front is set for at least another year or two. So you have the pieces to change the record but you also have to change the culture. Don't change the culture with the head coach because the head coach is respected that you have right now. Give that man at least another year to weed through all the mess you as an ownership have created and all the off the field embarrassment that you've created for this team. I think Washington is going to be one of those teams that can swing away with most teams in, that on their schedule this year. You know, they're going to lose some games they, they should win. They're going to win a game or two that they shouldn't win. You know, I, I just I just see this Washington team, if the owner doesn't get too jittery and focuses on improving the image of his organization more so than worrying about is the right coach coaching this team, I think this team has an immediate bright future. All right, um, guess what? Guess who's going to be eating his Cheerios with milk next segment? What? <laughs> what? Good work out of the chat, gang. Boom, baby. What? Get it there. Getting it to the to the century mark. Some, yes. I bet somebody hit that like button about thirty times. Milk it up, baby. We are milking this bad boy up. Nice work. Oh, I love oh, it. Your boy, your boy Dan. Cilio, Cilio's jumping yeah, in. Cilio just trying to Sibilac. <laughs> you killing me, Sills. Oh, me. I'm grossed out enough oh. that I did have that with regular milk, man. Wait, wait. <laughs> I, I know, I know. We have have lambasted your eating habits. Yes. But but some things go together. It's a natural cereal and milk are naturals. What is it I think about that's what milk I'm for lunch? Cereal? Yeah, I'm eating cereal for lunch. Yeah. So, so so what is it about milk that you don't, don't like, like with it, cereal? I don't like soggy. I don't really love milk. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Look, he's about to throw up on camera. Look, yeah. I'm, uh, now I'm thinking about it. Like I'm half skeeved, but I'll get through it. I'll do it, man. Exactly. I said I would do are it. You I will do it. it. Look, Are you going to push? Do you nah, push I'll go straight Cheerios and milk, man. Let's go. Hey, dude, you got some strawberries and blueberries? Put some strawberries and blueberries. I said I'd do it with just milk. I'll do it. You guys, <laughs> make, do, you have, do you have honey nut Cheerios or just regular Cheerios? Regular. No, regular. He just goes regular, man. Hey, yeah. you need some nasty That's a betrayal. Cheerios, That's a betrayal man. to regular Cheerios to go honey nut, man. No, and it, it, keep it, it real. With yeah. water, with the water. That's, that's yeah, what I use that's what, so I I'll, my morning on, routine man. is dry Cheerios with like oh I, I'll, I'll and I'll wash it down with like iced tea or something like that. Like, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that makes me want to throw up. I know, 
Yes. Oh my, hey man, hey, hey Xander, you got to make this a five minute commercial break because I want to make sure Rob has plenty of milk to go with his Cheerios. <laughs> don't worry, I'll have it, man. I don't. I'll be fast. It's right. It's three steps away, man. I got. I come out of the freezing basement into the kitchen. I'll be good to go. We'll, we'll make it happen. All right. I like this. Yeah. Let's do the Eagles when we come back, and we'll get into a little Phillies, and we'll update you on anything that's going on trade wise. And then at two o'clock, Brandon Lee Galton. Uh, will join us. He was at practice today. We'll get observations from Brandon from Bleeding Green. A lot more to do. Don't go anywhere. Good work out of the chat gang and everybody listening and everybody uh, streaming. Here we go, baby. Cheerios and milk when we get back and, and a little Eagles and NFC East. Everybody get your cameras ready in case he regurgitates on camera. That's right. Get That's cameras right. ready. Yeah, that well, this could be really go viral if I get go your, viral. Get your popcorn ready. Get yeah, your popcorn hey. ready, baby. All right, but first, but first, I need to tell you about my friends at Razor Technology. Here's the way this works, man. You get you got threat of vectors evolving. It's never been more important to monitor all the changes in your work environment. Set up automated alerts for when something violates an existing policy. Get visibility into the pivotal changes happening to your systems and networks with IT support from Razor Technology. Change management is an end-to-end solution for tracking changes across all systems and networks your business administers so that it has transparency into it and what's making changes with enough time to respond and corrective action if necessary. An unauthorized user, a device or application doesn't need very long to cause serious financial and reputational damage to your organization by altering, damaging, or stealing sensitive data. That's why Razor Technology uses real-time change detection to catch malicious actors in minutes, not days or weeks. Contact Razor Technology today to learn how our managed IT services can protect and enhance your business. Give them a call, 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit us online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Okay. Yeah, baby. All right. In case anybody was wondering, I am a man. Is that skim milk? I am a man. No, it is. Hold on. It is. 2% milk. Let's see what it is. Low fat. All right. All right. Okay. A little vitamin A and D. I I did the pour. I was not lying. I didn't cheat it in any way, shape, or form. Tavern Mike said, you better not come out with a bib on. Don't tempt me, Tavern Mike. All right, so I don't know if you guys can see the milk dripping off. There is milk. You see the milk just to prove it. All right, you see the milk. Yeah, baby. Here we go. Join the rest of America. Mm. Oh yeah. If milk comes out his nose, I'm gonna lose it. I'm done for the show. Ugh. If milk. What do you mean? Ugh. It's a staple of life, man. You were deprived of milk as a kid. Staple schmaple. Come on, this man. This is not the way I like it. But no, I'm you know it. why? You know why? Because you should have had Honey Nut Cheerios. You need a little sweetener in there. Oh, you should have put some blueberries or some strawberries in there, peaches, something. Yeah. What is wrong, what is wrong it, with it, you, man? It's not in his genetic makeup. He doesn't know He doesn't know how to do that, man. It's not. It's, uh, it's, it's not. You know, you know, you know what? what? You know what, Rob? I mean, uh, you know what, Barry? You're a man of your word, man. I you mean it. What, you know what, Barry? After watching him struggle to go through this, I, I I truly 100% believe everything his daughter and his wife have said about his eating habits, barring the family from ordering Chinese food. You know, I, I, I agree 100%. His wife said, you know, they can't have certain foods in the house for dinner. I, I agree. I, I'm firmly, look, what do you mean? Oh, dude, it's natural. It just slides right down. See, it gives you that moisture, man. You iced tea. You know what? Ugh, yeah, iced tea with dry Cheerios. Yeah, that's true. That's gross. Look, I'm a weirdo. I give it. I'll admit it, man. I am a strange cat. I am a weird dude, man. So anyway, all right. Oh that's good. man. All right. Well, I, so I, I'll go with you know why you you trying to get that down without throwing Oof. up. I'll go with the Washington Commanders. You know this time. Um, all right. I didn't finish. You know we were talking about. Carson. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Finish the Commanders, and we'll do the birds. Yeah, yeah Car- Carson. Carson. Um. You don't know what you're gonna get from Carson. Like I said, he he played at an MVP level, but Carson, man, he, he's a different bird, man, because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't ha- he doesn't know how to to really critique himself in a manner that everybody else critiques others. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> Terry, Terry's killing me. Terry's killing me. Come on, man. Cal how's Mucus. A, how's a Cal Terry, Mucus? See, that's gonna ruin. That's in my head now. Now right. that's in my head. I'm like Jalen Rager. See, Terry's like John Clark. Oh, <laughs> how's the cow mucus? I anyway, love it. 
but better you're right he's 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 a wild card man uh he is a wild card but also oh, man. i'm gonna say this that defense isn't as good as it was last year or the year before everybody's talking about their defense yes their front four is the best in in, in the nfl you know chase young Payne and Allen, both yeah. Alabama guys, and then yeah. uh, Montez Sweat, uh, Mississippi State guy, ran a four three forty as a defensive lineman. They're he, they're good up front. Their front four is good as they really as anybody are. Anybody, but after that, man, I'm not in love with the linebackers. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cole Holcomb, average at best. Jamon Davis, Kentucky linebacker. I don't know if he can play a stand up linebacker. He was more so a, a rusher while at uh, Kentucky. So we'll see if he makes that you know, transition into being uh, that outside linebacker slash um, Sam linebacker that he needs to be. Right. But after that, I mean, the, the secondary is not that good, man. They're okay. They're just okay. Um, Kendall Fuller at corner, you know, he's probably their best corner they have. But after that, I don't see anything that really blows me out the water, you know, as far mm-hmm. as him going out and, and locking people down. So I think they become uh, vulnerable in the defensive side of the ball, if you can make it past that front four, you know, you, you'll be good. You'll be good. So, I mean, that's that's my, you know, synopsis on on on, on the Washington Commanders. You what know? do they feel like to you, Barrett? They feel like a nine-ish kind of win team? Uh, maybe <clears throat> Eight, nine wins, yes. Eight, nine wins uh, competing. They're going to be in a lot of close games. But I, I really don't think they're going to be able to put up the offensive numbers that uh, everybody's saying. Okay. You know, even with the receivers they have, they have three three pretty good receivers. We'll we'll see if we'll see if it's two and a half right now because Jahan Dotson from Penn State. We'll see how good he is, but you know, Chris Samuels and and, and Terry McLaurin are definitely good. Oh yeah, big time. Cam big Sims time. is also good. Alabama guy, he's also pretty good also. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, we'll see. What what do you like? I I, say, I, I I look over Derek and it's what 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 now? What what am I getting killed for now? John, John Dickerson said we know Rob is not a breast man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no comment. No comment. Oh, um, don't make me flash oh. you. I'll show you if I'm a breast man. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, um, that, nobody that, needs you know, that. Trust me, nobody needs that. But uh, here's an uh, somebody somebody asked Jamar Chase. If he yeah. was better than his former college teammate Justin Jefferson, and okay. without hesitation, Jamar said, "I'm better than Justin." Ooh, okay. What? I mean, I want him to feel that mm. way—that he's the best in the league. But that you don't really need to. I, mm, that's interesting. Wow! Shots fired. Ooh, yeah, man. I'm I mean, how about how about Burrow, Chase, and Jefferson on the same field, man? Sick. That was sick. Crazy. That was crazy. That's that was pretty crazy. sick. But how about how about um how about Alabama when they had Waddle? Yeah. They had uh Williams. Mm-hmm. They had I mean they had so many guys on the media. They're sports. a receiver factory, Barrett. Right. They, like they're <laughs> they turn out every position. Don't get me wrong. But they're they're like the receivers they've turned out Man. going back to uh to Julio Jones, even right. If you just want to take it back to there, Amari Cooper Jeez. insane. Insane, man. Yeah. Dev- Devontae Smith won the Heisman. Right. I mean. Jeez. Yeah. That Incredible. is ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. All right. Let's do some birds here. Look, I, I, we've, we've hit most of the uh, of the talking points, you know, certainly, and we will continue to do so when it comes to the Eagles. But, uh, you know, I think being in the second year of a system, 
offensively and defensively. And and now the defensive coordinator can do some of the things that he really wants to do. Um, I think it's such a chain, a game changer for this team. I, I just, I feel like they have more playmakers. I feel like they have more depth. I feel like they have more um, guys who just are going to make a play when to, to stop the bleeding or at the big stop. I think they're going to get turnovers like they didn't really last year. I think this is a way better team. I do. I think they're a much better team and the quarterback's got to play well, to, you know, for everything else to be, to go right. But they have put themselves in a position, I think, to be, to be a team that's going to be reckoned with for sure. That's where I'm at with the Eagles. I believe in them. This roster looks so good. It makes me nervous to have that much confidence in them um, because there's so many if factors that, that hover over this team. If, if what we believe Jonathan Gannick is going to have a much improved scheme. If what we believe that the quarterback is going to be a better signal caller, commander of the offense. If we believe that, that Bradbury is the perfect complement to Darius Slay on that opposite side. If we believe that Hassan Reddick will come close to getting his double digits and sacks in this scheme, the way he did the previous two years in Arizona. You know, it's 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 scary in terms of what this roster has the capability of doing. But because of the – I always say the word if is one of the biggest words in the dictionary. You know, I, I, there's so many there's so many ifs and so many concerns, and we've talked about it. We've listened to other media people talk. So many different outlets talk about it. You know, and but you, you, the only thing you can do is continue to talk about it and wait and see because we're not going to see it until the middle of September. Because of the lack, yeah. Because they they just you won't see them on the field. Yeah, I know, no, I know. It's hard. No. That's what that's what ultimately makes this so difficult. Really, with any of these teams, but especially the ones like the Eagles, who who don't, you know, don't use their players in that way. It's just hard to prognosticate this without seeing them. You know, they don't have a ton of new faces on offense. They have they've added AJ Brown, obviously, but there's a decent amount of new faces on defense. Right. I wonder if that's not the area that you that we see it early in the year. Well, simply because there's a lot of new moving parts, right? Right, and and which you know led me to believe also, um, why I thought that the defense would kind of suffer a little bit today as opposed to the offense. You 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 have some guys that have been kind of linchpins on the offensive side of the ball that've been mainstays. You know, you got the Kelseys, the Lanes, you know, guys like that, which kind of solidify things on the offensive side of the ball. Defensive side of the ball, there's a lot of question, you know, especially in the secondary. You know, you look at um the safety position. Epps is probably Epps is going to be our best safety. To me, Epps will be the best safety that we have. I've been screaming that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, McPherson, watch watch as the season goes on. You're gonna see a lot more McPherson in that um, secondary. I like um, Vontae. I like you know Slay, and I also like uh, Bradbury. But you're going to see a lot more of McPherson in that secondary, and um, I mean, because there might be a there might be some times where they don't want to put Harris out there. They don't want him to be, uh, you know, he he needs to be a box safety now because Epps is probably going to take that deep safety position. So can he be up there and play along the line of scrimmage and make tackles in that area? We don't know. We know Tar can because he's a little bigger. You know, two fifteen, you know, six foot. You know, he's a bigger safety. I don't know if Harris can get up there and, and, and rumble with the big boys. You know, he's going to have big offensive linemen, you know, running at him, big tight ends running at him. Yeah. Can he take that type of uh, that, that type of pounding? But defensively, 
with the new mix of how they want to try to go out there and you know articulate this defense. You're moving from four down to three down. That's that's two total different concepts that these gotta gotta do. And sometimes when you're tired, you might not hear that concept that you need to be hearing. You might not two gap when you're supposed to be one gapping or vice versa, which will put them in a compromised position because now at that point where one guy isn't right. That's where the hole in that defense will be, and that might be what the offense is trying to get them to and dictate to them what they want them to do. All right, let's uh, let's step aside. We'll continue with the the Eagles discussion with Brandon Lee Galton from Bleeding Green. He was there today. We'll get his impressions. One of those names you brought up, Zach McPherson, had a had a, a very favorable day according to a lot of people, Barrett. So we'll talk about him. We'll talk about Jalen Hurts, the offense, you name it. We will run through all of it. When we get back, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take. All right, I want to tell you about some new friends here. That is Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. We offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem you may face. So do so. Do you have any type of tree issues on your on your yard, in your yard, on your property you're not really sure about? If you do... Just a quick phone call away. We're experts at trimming all types of trees, and we serve southeastern PA, South Jersey, northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, you got storm and hurricane season coming our way. Now is a great time to have your trees evaluated. Go to their Facebook page or Instagram for more info and a sampling of their work. You can also give them a call. Flynn Tree Services at 610 850-2848. That's 610-850-2848 or online at flintreeservices.com. That's flintreeservices.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. 
one free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka, all from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. And we are joined now by the – this is, I, I think, officially our tallest guest on Sports Take so far. <laughs> I will get, we'll get the measurables in a second, but I want to make sure. This is Brandon Lee Galton. He is the Eagles reporter, manager, and editor-in-chief at Bleeding Green, the co-founder of BGN Radio and uh, co-host SB Nation NFL show. Brandon, what are we standing in at these days so everybody knows I'm not lying? <laughs> six foot nine all right see that I, I would you guys agree he's our tallest guest no <laughs> question about congratulations it. on no, that. no i don't i don't know now i don't know uh what's his name uh uh uh, uh mark mark is 610 oh mark jackson oh, wow this mark is close mm. oh good this point is close okay. but he's the only guy that i look up to when mm. i'm at eagles practice so put it okay. like that that's right all right <laughs> Someday we will, we will go back to back, and I think Brandon might have them. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Um, so, Brandon, welcome to the show, man. It, it's great to have you. Um, let, let's start with this. So, we we weren't there today. Barrett wasn't able to get over there and didn't have eyeballs on this. It, it seemed like from everything out your stuff and everybody else was reporting that pretty good day for the offense, and, and Hertz and the receivers did a pretty nice job hooking up today. Yeah, and it was nice to see because I think Jalen Hurts uh, had a couple of stock down days, if you will, and they're kind of just even mediocre kind of days more recently. So to, for him to really have his best practice of training camp so far, uh, I thought that was positive to see offense cl clicking a little bit. You know, there's the old adage, and maybe Barrett can speak to this, that the defense being ahead of the offense early in camp. So offense coming on a little bit here, that's encouraging to see. Mm. Yeah, and I'm look. I'm not one who I think it's. I like seeing everything I could possibly see from people who are there reporting on it. And I, so I'm not knocking anything. But do you think we do read too much into that sometimes with with some of the stats or you know Jalen Hurts <laughs> went seven for fifteen and you know one touchdown, two picks? Do we go overboard with that sometimes? I mean, no, from the standpoint of, you know, uh, you know, the fans don't get to attend camp and people want to know what's going on. Mm. I think the stats can lack context sometimes. I think about – but I, I do think training camp performance can actually – can totally be meaningful. I mean, I think Carson Wentz looked amazing before his 2017 season. And sure enough, he looked great that year. And on the flip side, I thought he wasn't looking too hot before the 2020 season. And he had a really bad year that year, as mm -hmm. we know. So I absolutely think it's relevant. Right, Brandon, give me, give me your take, Brandon, on the Eagles practice schedule. They 58 minutes one day, buck 15 the next, buck 35. We're so accustomed to seeing teams go longer, but this is the new wave – supposedly of how practices are going to be orchestrated now shorter is better yeah i mean i think they still get a decent amount of work in just based on a rep perspective i don't think the actual reps they're taking in terms of the total count 
is like significantly less than what they did in the past. I think it's mm-hmm. just about the pace being picked up. There's really no wasted time in practice. They're really kind of like hustling from one thing to the other. Uh, there's, there's a pretty good tempo to things as opposed to maybe more so during the Doug era. There's a lot of standing yeah. around yeah. at times and, and a little bit more drawn out. You mm-hmm. know, looking at um, looking at um, the way I would say practice will win, I, I think because they had pads on and the offensive line could probably go out there and do a little more than they could do. It's, you know, with the exception of that one-two cha-cha-cha that they do when they don't have pads on. Um, did they look good? How good did that influence how the offense went because they were able to go out there and impose the will on the defense? Sure. I mean, that's always a big factor, right? It's like training camp doesn't count until the pads go on and things <laughs> right. get more physical and they pick up. Uh, it's been really interesting to watch, you know, the one-on-ones with the offensive line, defensive line, past couple of days here. I think Jordan Davis has really stood out. Uh, in that regard, yesterday and today, I think he's looking really good, which is you know exciting to see for Eagles fans. The first round pick doing well, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, the offensive line is there's there's good battles. You know, it's a really good offensive line. It's a really good defensive line. Josh Sweat had a big sack today against Jordan Mailata, but we know Jordan Mailata is a really good player. That's just the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they're going to get the best of each other. Oh, let's go mm. back to Jordan Davis, uh, Brandon, from what you're saying. Is, is this just everything we thought it would be, big, explosive, crazy athletic for a dude that, of that size? You know, what, what's what's kind of jumped out and how they've been utilizing him? And uh, granted, I know it's practice and they're not tackling and all that, but how has he how has he been utilized? I just think it's so interesting just to look at him. And, like, he's, he's huge. He's giant. But he's not like – I wouldn't say he's like that by any means. He's not like – like he carries that weight very well. I think mm-hmm. as well as a 6'6", uh, a six, six, you know, 300 and you see these like 334 or whatever it is, like that kind of pound guy, uh, for as sleek as that person can be, I think he kind of is. And he, you just see it out there. He looks super athletic. You know, he's clogging up runs. He had some of those plays uh, the past couple of days. But he's also getting in the backfield and generating pressure as well. I think he even generated pressure today on a throw that Jalen Hurts made anyway down the field to Jalen Rager. Um, but still, for him to, to be getting into the backfield like that and being allowed to attack now, like he didn't really necessarily do at Georgia, that's mm-hmm. nice to see. How do you what do you make of Rager's – I'm sorry, what do you make of Rager's situation now? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> it's, it's funny coming off the, uh, you know, the John Clark uh, call-out. <laughs> They deleted, um, <laughs> which I just think, what are you doing, man? Like, yeah, what are you worried about that here? stuff for? And we've been here before. It's not like it's new. You're in year three, two. How is yeah. how is his camp? How has you know the, have the Eagles be like? Don't tweet, man. Like, don't tweet anything. Don't don't respond. Uh, but I mean, in fairness, he did have a really good practice today. Maybe his best training camp practice that I've ever covered. Really, um, he usually at, like the best he looks at is in the individual drills. But today he was doing things in team drills as well. Again, he had the play of the day, arguably uh, deep uh, reception from Jalen Hurts for like a 70 yard touchdown. So that's nice to see. But there's been a lot of plays in camp after, uh, before today where ball is thrown his way, interception, pass breakup. There's been a lot of bad too, but today was a good day for him. Mm. Looking at the defensive side of the ball, how does the linebacking crew look? I mean, it's zero white. You know, all those guys, you know, looking good. TJ Edwards still that main staple in the middle. You know, what did you see from that advantage point? So it's so funny because, you know, it's 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 one thing to be like, hey, the Eagles are going to have good linebackers this year. But I think we said that, or at least maybe not as bad, many years uh, in a row now, or it feels like a long time. But – at the, at the risk of jinxing it again, once again, like that, I think the linebackers will look good. 
I think TJ Edwards is making another step in his development. We saw him come on last season, I think second half of the year when he started to really get the full-time starter uh, snaps in there. I think Kaiser White has come in and he's made some plays. I think his speed has really stood out. He's very athletic. Uh, Davion Taylor is kind of like the forgotten guy. Da-da-da, yeah. Yeah, everyone's excited about Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean's a rookie. I haven't seen him because he's out here making plays against the run, blowing up screens, looking good in coverage. So it looks like they have more talent at that position than they have in a long time. Let me ask you, uh, Brandon, Zach McPherson, a, a kind of another sort of forgotten guy to an extent, um, but apparently has had a good camp and was was very good today. What are your impressions of him thus far? He did uh, have, again, a contender for the play of the day, I would say, when uh, he was covering John Hightower along the left sideline. He kind of squeezed him out of bounds and went up and and jump ball situation. And even though he's a little bit shorter than John Hightower, uh, beat it out and got a pick. The ref who was on the sideline said it was incomplete. Still, good job to make sure the Hightower didn't catch it. That was his good play. Bad downside for him is he did get roasted by Jalen Rager in the 11-on-11. I think he had a a tough uh, defensive pass interference penalty in the one-on-ones. But uh, mixed bag, I think he's a guy that, you know, these are kind of hoping maybe he can be a starter one day or at least be a good backup if, God forbid, something happened to Darius Slay or James Bradbury, who have both been good as well. Brandon, I want to know which side of the fence you stand on because there's so much excitement and anticipation because of the restructuring of this roster, especially on the defensive side. But I said a few moments ago, it's almost a little bit unnerving to be this excited. But when you look at this team, there's so many ifs that hover over this team. If Jonathan Gannon has more of an attacking style. If Jalen Hurts uh, can master this offense and become more efficient in his offense, if Hassan Reddick can equal double-digit sacks the way he has the previous two years in Arizona, which side of it are you overly optimistic or cautiously optimistic? My my one of my biggest things, Degun, yeah, is like, yeah. can they can they beat a good team? Because they didn't yeah, do that at yeah, all last year. Like point. so, like before we just assume, you know, uh, they're going to be able to, you know, they have all these upgrades. I get that the, the roster is better. I think at least on paper. But again, and it's not even that. Like, hey, can you beat a good team? They weren't even really competitive in those yeah. games against mm-hmm. the good teams last year. I mean, how many of those quarterbacks went over 80% completion against this defense? It was insane. So I think that's still a big question mark. Degun, I've been meaning like to talk to you. I'd like to reach out to you about this because you, everyone obviously got reacted in a strong way to your report about We don't know what you're talking days. about, Brandon. What <laughs> are you talking about? I just think it's so crazy to me how people like ran with – like the bad day that he had as opposed right. to what you said in like right. a more broad stroke. And I'm guessing you weren't basing that just on the one practice that you heard about that the team doesn't feel great about him. And what I've seen from Jalen Hurts so far is that he's not a bad player by any means. And I don't right. think anyone out there like is seriously arguing he's bad. It's just a matter of, okay, he gives you this decent floor, but how good can he be? And I think from what we've seen from last year to this year, I think you can say he's been a little bit better in training camp. Mm-hmm. The problem is the Eagles need more than a little bit better. I think they need right. a night and day kind of difference, and I don't think you're seeing that. And that's wow. it, the interesting thing, Brandon, is you saw the leap from when I know Wentz was a first round pick. I, I'm not comparing them where they were taken, but you saw the leap from year one to year two, right? And he went, that was 17 season. He went off in, into a different universe. You, you kind of need to see something like that if you want to make a real legitimate Super Bowl run from Jalen. He can't just be marginally better than last year. Absolutely. And again, I go back to the training camp Wentz had in 2017. 
And it's it's been five years ago now, so maybe I'm misremembering. But from what I can remember, he was on fire for most of that. He looked really good almost every day. And with Jalen Hurts, he's starting a little bit slow here. And that's what he did last year. And he, I think he finished strong with those practices against the Patriots and the Jets. And maybe he'll do the same thing in this training camp when they you know go up against the Browns and the Dolphins. But again, my problem is if he kind of follows the same script in training camp as he did last year, I don't know where that's really getting you in terms of like moving the needle in the bigger picture. I get, I want to reiterate, like, I don't think Jalen Hurts is a bad player, but I think the problem is he kind of gives you this high floor but a lower ceiling. I'd like to be wrong about that, but we'll see. What, what do you think you, about coach? What do you think ahead, about coach like Gannon? How do you think Gannon's handling this camp? You know, having his guys there, how's he handling mm-hmm. camp? Well, he's. I think you know, Hertz and Gannon are the two biggest question marks on this team. So yeah, again, um, I, it's interesting to me because there's been a lot of talk about. I you know are the Eagles a three-four defense now, or the four-three? I, I don't think it's about either of those I don't think it's about doing one thing like that as much as he kind of wants to do a bunch of different formations and packages and I think that sounds good if you can kind of execute those well because there's a lot of moving parts there and a lot of you know new faces and some new players so it's about you know trying to make that all work and you know again I want to give Gannon credit when the Eagles went up against the bad quarterbacks last year they shut them down and not every Eagles defensive coordinator or NFL defensive coordinator can do that but you got to look competent, at least. You got to stand a chance against the good ones, and he didn't. So that's still a big question mark. And I think that very much remains to be seen when we get in the regular season. Brandon, what do you need to see from, from Jalen Hurts so that when you sit back at the end of this season and analyze everything, you can say, okay, I feel comfortable moving forward with Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. Across the board, what do you need to see from him in 2022? Yeah, that's a good question. I think one of the biggest things that I think about goes back to the good teams thing. Like, look at the list of quarterbacks the Eagles have gone up against with Jalen Hurts as their starter. And I know it's not as simple always as, like, you know, the quarterback beats the other quarterback, but it kind of gives you some frame of reference. And I think you look at that list right now and you look at the best players who stand out, and it's either like Teddy Bridgewater or it's Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan on a very bad Falcons team. So uh, I, I think you need to go up against the big boys. You need to go up against Aaron Rodgers and these other Tom Brady's, these other quarterbacks, and look like you belong and look like you have a chance to beat them. Um, I, and I think we haven't seen that yet. So I think that's kind of one of the biggest things that remains to be answered. Like, does he give you a chance, Ken? And also, are you winning at times because of him? Or is he always just along for the ride, kind of like mm-hmm. Jimmy G has been with the 49ers for a long time? You need to win because of him. And, and Brent, this may be kind of general, but – for you, what's the hold up here? Like, what, what's holding him back uh, from, you know, making that move to the next level for you? I just don't think we've seen him <laughs> in any capacity be able to handle like a high volume passing offense. I mean, the Eagles ran the ball more than any other team in the NFL last year. And that was despite throwing the ball at a crazy pace early in the season. The Eagles in any team, I just don't think are going deep into the playoffs if you have the lowest passing percentage in the league, especially when you just consider. Who are the best players on this team? Like AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith. Like, if you're not being this at least some kind of balanced passing offense, at least like you're in the middle of the league, then I think mm-hmm. you're just wasting offensive plays where you're not getting your best players the ball at a very basic level. So I think he needs to show he can handle some kind of higher volume passing offense. It doesn't have to be number one in the league, but it can't be 32. Mm. I don't like the aspect that um, you know, as as I as I look at this team and try to focus on, you know, as we go forward with, with Hertz, he's in a position now where, all right, I can go out there, I can play and I can, 
I can have stat line with 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 only three thousand yards passing. I have eight hundred yards rushing, but yet we won eleven games, and it won't be enough for him to get a contract or be the Eagles' quarterback going forward. To you, is it the statistic line or is the winning that gives you um, more of a sense of 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 liking a quarterback and sign a quarterback towards the future? What what was your sense that the Eagles are looking for as far as going into the future? Do they need this stat line or do they need the wins? I think those things are like part of the equation, but aren't necessarily, you know, like a pass fail. Like, does he have 40 touchdowns? Yes. Okay. Then he's our guy and he's 39. No. But um, I think it's, again, goes back to, are you winning because of him? Because at some point, like right now, Jalen Hurts is on the rookie contract. He's cheap. You can get AJ Brown. You can, you know, add all these pieces around him because you have that cap space. Mm-hmm. You have those resources. But as soon as after this season, Jalen Hurts becomes a, uh, eligible for a contract extension, and you look at what these quarterbacks are getting paid. You, know, you look at Kyler Murray, who hasn't even really had a lot of success in the league, especially in the postseason. And he's making you know, the second highest annual salary for a quarterback. Like you're going to have to pay a lot of money, and that's going to kind of hinder the team you can build around him. So I think if you're not winning because of him, and you're kind of just winning with him, and he's along for the ride. Well, at some point, you're not going to be able to support him with all those pieces that you continue to win with. I think at some point he has to prove he can win uh, and, and do it in a way where like they can relate. Sometimes he has to, it's not every game, not asking him mm-hmm. to go out and win the Eagles every single game, but there has to be games. I think where he takes over sometimes. Let me, let's go to the other side again, Brent. And, and despite maybe the reservations about Gannon, what's realistic for you about this defense when you consider the personnel? I mean, you, you mentioned what Jordan Davis has looked like thus far, Kaiser white, all of a sudden real linebackers here. We talk about the Kobe Dean as well, but not just at those positions, Hassan Reddick added Bradbury. This should be a really good defense. There's a lot of talent there. Yeah, I think the Eagles defense underachieved last year. And it's in the standpoint of like, you know, this is just one metric and take it for what it's worth. But football outsiders had them ranked like 25th. And I think that kind of reflects the vibe of like, okay, I don't think Gannon necessarily took the talent he had and made the very most of what he had. Uh, Now they added the talent. And I think that raises the bar. I think this needs to be like a top quarter of the league defense with the talent that they have. I think they need to be a top eight kind of defense at the end of the year. I think he has to find a way, you know, to maximize these players and again, not just let quarterbacks do whatever they want. Good, the good quarterbacks against this team. So the pressure is on him. And I, I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. I'm being honest. I, I, cause it's just, we haven't seen it. And I feel like you have to, I can't just give him the benefit of doubt. We need to go out and see it. You look at a Miles Sanders, part of his problem in terms of holding him back, we know he's an electric running back, has been his durability over the last couple of years. He's got that proverbial chip on his shoulder this year because he's playing for a contract. Do you think Miles Sanders will be with this team after 2022? Hmm, that's a good question, d um, I lean towards no because okay. just it's just a philosophical – approached mm-hmm. by this team they don't invest big resources into the running back position really mm-hmm. especially money you know it's one thing to say okay mm-hmm. they took sanders in the second round but he's still cheap they're not putting big time money into the running back position they haven't really done so for quite some time now so uh, i think sanders the we know he's efficient right we see like right. five point whatever yards per carry he's been incredibly efficient looking good in training camp breaking off long runs we know he can do that Okay, that's all good. But at some point, the top running backs in the league, they have the volume too. And that's one area he has not had, to your point, Degun, about the injuries and also mm-hmm. being able to catch the ball. Like All that limits your playing time and limits your ability to have that volume. So we need to see him kind of prove those things. 
because the Eagles also are a team that are, is not going to just hand him 20 carries a game. That's not how they run right. things. They like to rotate right. their backs. But if he's looking good, he can kind of like, you know, be like, hey, no need to rotate as much. I'm the guy. So that's up to him. Brandon, who returns punts and kicks, man? This is an area where we debate this all the time. Uh, it, it could maybe be Rager again, which mm. you know, uh, it could maybe Greg it will survives. be Rager again. Oh, no. I hear you, but it there doesn't appear to be a candidate that just leaps out at you. What's your sense here? Yeah, I mean, Rager's been the first guy up in punt returns, and oh no, I don't feel good about it because I mean, are we forgetting <laughs> the Bucks game? No, we're that not. really bad muff, like. <laughs> Are you really gonna do and he wasn't good last year? And to be beyond the muff, like the average was not good either. Yeah. So I don't really love that. I don't know what other options you have that are on the team that are great. You can say like Britton Covey, but I don't know if he's making the roster. No, and then kick returner. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I don't even know if you have a guy on the roster. A kick returner, and I don't know if he's gonna make the team either, but Jason Huntley is their best guy, I think, at that spot. He was a really yeah. good return man in college, but I don't know if he's gonna make the team either. So their best returners might not even make the roster, which is kind of a problem. Oh, mm. that's 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 horrible, you know. But I, I I just don't see, you know, at this point us getting past Jalen Rager not being on this team. Mm. I've already internalized it and thought about it. He's gonna be on the team, you know. So Woosa, but I don't know. But I mean, is there a chance he might get traded though? Because there's a lot. There's a lot of teams right now. Even Dallas is in need of a, um, mm. a receiver. Now we just heard that um, Denver is in need of a receiver. You know, do you think he has any worth in the league? You know, can Howie pull off the impossible? He's done I feel like he would be gone by now if he had any any kind okay. of. <laughs> I mean, I think I don't think they've been wanting to keep him around as much as they've been. If they can get anything kind of decent for him, as as long as it's not like a seventh round conditional pick or something like that, I feel like he'd be gone. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, he's been bad. <laughs> so, Brent, what, what's your sense with all? It feels like you know uncertainty, certainly um, at some spots, but divisionally. And we, we were talking about the NFC East before you came on, and you know, going through the positives and negatives of all four teams. Where do you think the Eagles fall in in, in the ranks there? Well, we all know. It's, it's the tired trope. There's no repeat winner in the NFCs since 2004, which is crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, I think Dallas, as we as we probably all do, have taken a step back this year. They lost Amari Cooper. Um, they have a I, what I feel like is a lame duck head coach, and yep. they basically just want to hire Sean Payton, but they're waiting out. Uh, they're playing out the string with McCarthy. I just can't. I can't think of them having like a good vibes offseason. It's been really quite the opposite. But at the same time, you have to kind of reconcile with that. With they have the best quarterback in the division, so it's like you know, like how much right. stock and the also most, most proven. I mean, most I would say. proven, and also look at their schedule. Like we talk about the Eagles having these schedule. Cowboys isn't like super tougher. Much more, much more tougher, right. and. Like just go from a standpoint of okay, which quarterback would you rather have, Dak or the the opponent? And you you would end up probably with Dak in a lot of their matchups this year. So I still think they're going to be hanging around there. Uh, Washington, I can't take super seriously with Carson Wentz there. He's reportedly been struggling in camp. I'm not surprised. And then you have the Giants, who I just I mean they cut James Bradbury. They made their team worse. I think they really know what the situation is there this year, and they're in a spot where they're, it's kind of a throwaway year for them. So, you know, the Eagles in Dallas should be vying for that top spot. I would. I, it's hard to just say for sure the Eagles are like going to run away with it or take it over, considering they haven't beaten Dallas in a bit, and they've 
quite frankly struggled against them uh, when Jalen Hurts has played in both of his starts against them. So uh, that's kind of really one of the big things to prove this year. Like, can you actually beat Dallas? Oh, mm. quick question. How how is how did BG look, you know, one on one? Oh, yeah. How did he look, man? I mean, honestly, he, he said I think he felt like he never got hurt and he looks that way. I mean, he looks he looks great. It's awesome to see. Um he's been good in team drills everything like i and it's really it's it's great because like you know some of these guys they come into camp they take some time to even practice they're a little bit limited no he's been full go since day one and there's been no signs of him like lingering injury effects mm. wow oh well, we what we haven't asked you is nick sirianni it's funny the way it works with this team we go through like hertz <laughs> and then we go gannon mm-hmm. and then there's four or five other things before you get to the head coach which is rarely ever the case in philadelphia but what's your sense of nick going into the second year, the job that he did last year, and where's your belief level in him? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, you know, like at some level, what does he do? Because he's not calling the plays, you know what I mean? At least anymore. Obviously, he he contributes to the game planning component to it all, um, but he's more of a CEO kind of head coach. And uh, my question with Nick Sirianni is like, where does he give the Eagles an edge? And I think you can kind of point to some of the locker room stuff, the buy-in. It seems like the players like him and they're having fun. And there's a, there's a positive culture here. And I think we saw some of that manifest last year with the way they're able to rebound from starting out two and five. But when it comes to, you know, maybe the X's and O's and everything, again, wh- like where is the big edge that he gives them? You can say, okay, maybe it's the flexibility from their willingness to be able to pivot from the passing to the run game this year. And that's nice, but like again, you're gonna have to ramp up this passing offense. And can he do that? I don't know. Um, so I'm kind of I feel like in the middle on Sirianni. I think kind of like not totally dissimilar to Jalen Hurts. He gives this Eagles a floor. I don't think he's a bad coach by any means, but I don't know how great of a coach he is. And I'm looking to see him kind of give this team an edge in somewhere. Is that our expectations? I mean, is it is our expectations just too high for everybody, you know, being here in Philly? I mean, yeah, it's Philadelphia. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, like, you know, they made a bunch of moves. Like, they, 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 the pressure should, the expectations should be high. You finished last season as a playoff team. You made the seventh seed. Okay. Now you add all these pieces, the expectations should go up. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. When you, look at, when you look at a Quez Watkins, what have you seen from him? Obviously, he has mm-hmm. a lot of potential. Um, and we don't hear a lot of people talking about him. Have you been able to kind of kind of size him up and get a gauge over over the past few days in terms of what you're seeing from him? Well, he's talking about him too, saying he's the fastest uh, player in the, the NFL. League. Yeah, and and he is pretty fast. I'll give him that. But it's not just that. Like I think you know, a lot of times you think about a speed receiver and how they might yeah. get pigeonholed into just being you know a burner and can't really do anything else. I think he's really good, especially for a player with, you know, not like some kind of A.J. Brown body for being a jump ball guy. He's really good at that. And I think he can also get yards after the catch. Like we saw him as just the preseason last year, but he took off uh, in that Steelers preseason game. And he actually did in his rookie year, too, against the Cardinals, I believe, for a touchdown at one point. So uh, he can do that as route running. I mean, he's been (laughs) eating up Avante Maddox in the slot during one-on-one. So I think there's a lot of good things about Quez. He's just not like a volume guy. You know, I don't think he's ever necessarily going to be a thousand yard receiver, but I think Mm -hmm. he gives you uh, that big play threat, a nice complimentary piece behind AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Brandon, loving the work, man. Uh, Keep it up. Uh, It does a phenomenal job with Bleeding Green Nation, uh, Eagles reporter, manager, and editor in chief. And you can follow him on Twitter at Brandon Gowton, G-O-W-T-O-N. Brandon, love to have you back on, man. Thanks for the insights today. 
Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. Definitely. Take it easy, guys. Appreciate you, brother. You got it, Brandon. All the best, man. All right. So, let, like, guys, let's come back. Let's sort of, like, uh, you know, marinate on some of those things. I got a little Phillies injury news, which isn't great, which I'll Marinate on those Cheerios and milk. Oh, man. And I don't know. I, I might have some injury news uh, after, after eating <laughs> Cheerios with milk. Um, but we'll do that when we get back oh. and uh, hit, hit a bunch of other stuff. Uh, some Tiger. I'll give you a little Tiger fun fact uh, as well when we get back. So, don't move. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. up everybody man this is flying today we are we are in the final segment somehow hey no yes did you did you see a story that came out a short while ago uh, eric hosmer of the padres rejected being traded to washington <laughs> yeah yeah he did he had a no trade clause and he denied uh 
He, he want to go to that dumpster fire. He's going hey, to the Red Sox. That's I'm going. I'm going to the playoffs, man. I'm not going to that team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. Hey, man, you get that thing written into your deal by all means. You know, exercise. Oh my and goodness. He yeah, he's headed to the Red Sox. All right, let me let me give you a little Phillies update. Zach Eflin, this is not good. Is Uh-oh. headed to the 60 day IL, uh, which means he's not L. It's it's retroactive, but it also means he's not act. He's not available or eligible to pitch until August 25th. Oh. So this is why, I, guys, I've been beating the drum for a starter, man. I, I, I just I didn't trust he was going to be able to get back. Uh, you know, you're, you need to get somebody who's, who's you know, can fill in and do the job ably. Um, and the Phillies have not made a really significant move here. They, 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 they got Edmundo Sosa, but they haven't got – they've made a significant move. We're now three and a half hours out yep. from the trade deadline, and there's a lot of stuff, fast and furious. If you didn't hear the beginning of the show, Juan Soto is going from Washington to San Diego. That's the huge one of the day. But there's been a lot of other teams that have been active. The Phillies have not thus far. And if they don't do anything, it's a mistake because you need to, you need help in the starting rotation. Maybe they can't find the right trade partner. You know, maybe Maybe what people are asking from their team is something they're not willing to give up. You know? That's yeah. it right there. That's it because yeah. everybody knows players. what they need. Yeah. yeah, everybody knows what they need. You know. So they're trying to, you know, they're trying to gouge them, man. It, it, it doesn't make sense. And, and if I'm if I'm Middleton, I understand. I'm like, no, yeah. mm-hmm. hell to the no, no, no. I'm not doing it. Let well, I me mean, understand. And, and what do you need more? You need somebody to get you across that finish line to get into the playoffs, or are you going to disrupt? Are you going to tear away from the chemistry that got you to this point? You know, even if it's Alex Bohm. Maybe they're not willing to give up him. Stop. They don't, maybe they don't want to give him up. Give yeah. me Hoskins. Nah, we can't give you Hoskins either. We need a you know, maybe, maybe I don't know what the Phillies are using as trade bait, but obviously they're not willing to give up something to get what they desperately need right now. Yeah, they're not they moving anything from their from their they active can. roster. You, they can't. No, they can't. Starters. No, they can't. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a middling prospect to get a guy in the last year of his deal to come in here and be a fourth starter. That's what right. it said. Wow. I think you know. Like, there's been a lot of rumors about Syndergaard coming here. He's nowhere near the same guy, but it could be something like that, and they get right. an outfielder, you know, in, in addition to that. But I think that's the the way it's looking um, thus far. That's for sure. I just don't see it playing out any other way. But mm-hmm. yeah, hey, you never know. Dave, the one thing I will say is Dave Dombrowski is a very aggressive GM in his previous yes. stops. So it's not his nature to just sit on his hands. He he's a guy who generally is in there, man, and he's swinging. So. You know, we'll see. Just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean something significant isn't going to happen. So just, you know, there's right, still a right. good amount of time. Yep, absolutely. So that's kind of where we're at. So just to update the Phillies where we are, and then we'll get into some of our other stuff here. Um, they, they took the pins out of Harper's thumb, which is great news. Okay? Absolutely. So he can start doing range of motion stuff, you know, lifting and a little bit of, you know, just getting the, the limbering up the thumb a little bit. Then he'll start swinging a bat and, you know, trying to do some other things. We still don't know if he's going to be able to throw in the outfield, but you know, as long as you get him back as a DH, he was hitting 318 with 15 home runs and 48 RBIs when he went out in June 25th. He was killing it. Um, they're 59 and 44 overall. They're one game up for that third spot in the NL wild card mm-hmm. over the Cardinals. They've won five straight. It's going to be a bullpen game tonight. Nick Nelson gets the start because Kyle Gibson is is away from the team. He had a death in his family, so Nick Nelson will start the game. Um, that's kind of where you know where things are with the Phillies. They look. They have been. They have been eleven games better under Rob Thompson 
than they were with Joe Girardi through the same amount yeah. of games. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, right? I mean, just, that's a huge difference. Um, huge. Under Rob, he's done an excellent job. I, I give him a lot of props. So, and you know, I still like what you said, you know, with, with Segura coming back and, and um, Harper coming back. It's almost like you made two major trades to bring in those guys, you know, towards the end of the um, mid to late August. So, I mean, I, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that ideology, right? Because, yeah, I'm with you. You know, yeah. that's, 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 you don't, you're not getting help from from the bullpen, but you know those bats. You know, and this has always been. You know, this year has been um, a, a, an offensive scoring type of team, not necessarily the shut you out team. Even though the bullpen has been great, mm-hmm. they still a team that that scores, man. So yeah. that's relief. Well, Phillies just did pick up a pitcher, Andrew Vasquez. They got off waivers from Toronto, so I don't okay. know how much that's going to help them. Yeah, 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 make a move. It, ma- it makes sense because mm-hmm. you're down a couple guys now uh, yeah. at this point. Uh, Gene Segura. There was hope he would play tonight, but he played at the Iron Pigs. Lehigh Valley played a very early game. There was 1130 or 11 o'clock game today. Uh, he played in that game, so he won't be playing for the Phillies. I would guess it's he'll probably join them when they get back home on Thursday, would be yeah. my guess. But he went one for four today with a walk. Uh, he had a stolen base and an RBI uh, in his rehab outing with them. So I would I would guess you don't hustle him to Atlanta for the second game, would probably be my guess. And he'll... The Phillies okay. are here against Washington on Thursday. So that's that's that. All right. I, I like that, Mr. Taz. Vasquez taking familiar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob, Rob seconds that motion. Mr. Taz, don't don't get me started on, on Mr. Uh, familiar. Okay. I mean, Rob's already gotten the manager fired. Right, right. I have right. that kind of sway. I have that kind of power. Um, Tiger Woods, did you guys see this one? So Greg Norman, without completely admitting it, sort of admit it, guys, they threw or again, reported between 700 and 800 million at Tiger reportedly to go join the live tour. Damn. Like, I mean, they just have an endless, you know, well here of coin. That Jeez. oil money, bro. Big oil, oil money, money, baby. Yeah. But that's even bigger than Texas. <laughs> even though like, Tiger is, I would say, probably a billionaire, right? I would guess. Um, I don't even know, but close. He turned even having down. that kind of coin turning down 700 800 million whoa see, see that kind of money if i'm tiger i'm thinking okay i may never be the golfer i was before because of the injuries but that money that money he could get from live will cover what he had to pay in in divorce money when he got divorced <laughs> from his from his wife all that money he gave out he can bank that now she might get some more of that the kids might get some more but hey that's a big chunk of money, man. That's a lot of money. I play in Siberia for that kind of money. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, Whoa, uh, seven eight hundred million. Yeah, I couldn't believe. And, and uh, you know, again, I thought Norman was going to say, "Please, people over." He didn't really go there. It was uh, he kind of was like, "Yeah, you know what? We're throwing him a lot of money." I guess. Okay. Hey, by the way, uh, Barrett's going to be joining Dan Cilio today at four o'clock. So you four be, o'clock, uh, baby. You want to be tuned to that so you don't go anywhere after us for the National Football Show with Dan Cilio Barrett at 4 o'clock. Foe, foe, foe. Foe, foe, Moses Malone, <laughs> my guy. Um, all right, so Sixers Arena. I think I mentioned this uh, earlier. We were talking about – I'm sorry, pre-show maybe it was. But the Sixers Arena is going to expand um, reportedly even further on on uh, Market Street, and they're going to buy up the, the uh, Greyhound bus terminal to give themselves more space there for infrastructure. So that um, that could be interesting. If this yep. thing's starting to get really big here. 
Well, if you're still nine or ten years down the road before the stadium is even, you know, constructed, and you're already buying a property, that tells me that they're committed to this, no matter what, you know. But then again, who knows what happens in nine or ten years? They could sell the team, the current ownership could sell the team. But you're if you're starting to buy a property around, you know, where you want to build this arena, that tells me that they're in this for the long haul, man. Nine or ten years is a long time off, but you know, I guess now you do have to start making the plans, but. I still don't like that downtown infrastructure for the new for a new arena. I'm gonna tell you right now, you will not see me down there. Not gonna happen. We need you down there every night. Not gonna happen. Not, not unless you not unless you're sitting next to me with a bowl of cereal and milk. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> that ain't happening. Tell you uh, that right now. I, I I hear you. I hear you. So there's there's that. Um, uh, the, the, I, I don't know, man. There there's some weird stuff. I don't like. I, I I know we we were you and I we were all talking about this earlier. I don't get the Jerry Jones J- Jimmy Johnson thing at this point. Like, if you're Jerry, put him in the Wall of Fame, get it over with. I don't understand this. Yeah. Like, you're really yeah. carrying this grudge still. This is my team, guys. Yeah. I don't give a blip with what y'all talking about. Psycho. I do what I want to do in my city, my yeah. state, with my stadium. How, how, how many how many trophies did Jimmy win for for Jerry? Two. Set him up and for you, a third. And you're still going to hold a grudge behind yeah. that. I mean, if it wasn't for Jimmy, you might not have. It, it might be a longer drought I than know. what it already is from winning another Super Bowl, man. Yeah, it's absurd. Can't you let bygones be bygones? Yeah. I mean, yeah and by the way, neither one are exactly young men either. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. get over this stuff, man. It's it's no. it's ridiculous. Um. All right, so a couple other things. The 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 Jaguars will not play either Trevor Lawrence or Travis Etienne in the Hall of Fame game, which is uh, what is it? Two days away. Uh, not surprised. Two days away Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, most reports have the Raiders following suit as as well. You're not going to see any of their starters in that game. I don't blame. Not, not a shocker. No, I don't blame you them know. one bit. Of course, the fans get cheated, you know, because fans pay money to go see it. You know, but hey, from, a, from an organization, price. yeah, from an organizational standpoint, um, I'm more concerned about the regular season. Especially, I guarantee you, the volume of injuries over the last five years have scared off a lot of teams in terms of who plays and who doesn't play in meaningless games. I mean, look at what we're talking about today. You know, player player in, in, in Denver, Denver goes down, free guys, yeah, season could be lost. Yeah, Cowboys losing a, a wide receiver for six to ten weeks, a, a broken bone in the foot. Fluke injury, you know, you know, know, James Washington. So, I mean, hey, from an organizational standpoint, everybody who's a potential starter for this team, enjoy your summer just practicing because you're not playing in a game. Yeah, I I think on top of it, I mean, ETN hurt in in training camp last year. So they're really, you know, going to be careful with him. Um, The big story that we were talking about earlier in the show, if if you missed it off the top, was the NFL's ruling came down that the Dolphins tampered with Tom Brady, with Sean Payton, and have handed down you know a $1.5 million fine. On top of that, they stripped the Dolphins of a 2023 first-round pick and a, what is it, a third-rounder the following year in, yeah. in 24. Uh, but they, they found that there wasn't any, at least, proof of – the owner trying to encourage tanking to Brian Flores. So that's, uh, you know, I, I think that's just a preemptive strike against Flores for, for his lawsuit, what he's got going on. Um, but the other stuff, the, the Brady stuff, I'm even more interested than Peyton. 
I mean, he was still a, a, a Patriot at the time. And they're having conversations with him to come over and play for the Dolphins at, at some point, having owning a part of the team as well. Um, and I asked That's you guys damning. earlier, yeah, does anything come down on Brady? Mm. The league well, needs to take a look at it, definitely. Or are the players of, just off the hook in this? Like, I don't know. They were talking to me. What do you want me to do? I, I don't know. No, I think the players need to be held accountable. They know they know the rules. They, yeah. they know the rules as well as the ownership knows the rules. I think the players, I don't care who you are, they need to be held accountable as well. And if Brady mm. was having active conversations with ownership, then he should be also slapped on the wrist just like ownership. And then we just saw since we've been on the air today, now Dolphins executive Bruce Beal has been fined 500000 for tampering uh, as well. Mm. So Back, just, know, man. You seem to what? disagree, Bear? Um. I, I kind of do because, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, players do it all the time. Players talking to players. Now, I've never seen it happen when you talk to a coach. And I think that's you know, it, it, coach and then ownership. You know, I mean, it's up the time. Hey, man, don't forget about me. My contract's over with this year. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget about me, coach. I can see that happening. But not to the degree of, all right, an owner has, you know, talked to a player. I mean, that's almost like you have to fall in, you know, fall in line with what's going on when an owner's talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you how you take away from that? How do you turn away from that? So, are you saying the players should not be held accountable? No, I can't say that. Wrong is yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wrong was, wrong. that's yeah. what I'm saying. The players right. know. Players know as well as the ownership, coaches, management. They know what is and what isn't. Right, right, right. You know. This Let is me, not a case where you can play dumb in this no, case. No, I agree. I, 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 that's why I'd be curious to see what happens if they – or does Sean Payton have any, anything happen to him? I don't know. Um, but I, I mentioned this to you guys yesterday, how Teflon this league is. Think about the way the last two days have played out. Yeah, the Deshaun Watson stuff, you know, and how ugly that whole thing's been the whole time. He gets six games. You have – which still could be appealed. They have a, two more days. Uh, you have this today with the tampering and all the other stuff that's going on. And, and it doesn't matter. The machine just keeps churning it out <laughs> because people love their football so much. It doesn't matter. I mean, you would think in other sports, maybe they take a hit or nope, not in the least. Well, no, that's no. why it's all it's, to me. None of this really makes any sense because Goodell is the one handing out these fines. And Goodell is the one that's, that's, you know, being told to do whatever he needs to do by the owners. You know, they hired him. You know what I'm saying? They pay his salary. So, I mean, to me, it's like, uh, eh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just going to give you a pat on, you know, pat on the wrist. That's it. That's not, you know, it's, it's to me, it's kind of bogus that the guy they hired to police them is the guy they hired. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they, they, they dictate what he's going to do. They're his mouthpiece. They're the owner's mouthpiece. You know, he is the owner's mouthpiece. So, I, I don't know. Unless it's owner against owner, and that's what's going on. I don't see anything harsher than what what just went down. That that's a job description where your own personal beliefs don't matter. When they're paying you over four hundred million dollars, lifetime health benefits, helicopter, private plane, you know what? My personal beliefs can stay in the closet. You know, because <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a financial position that. I never, he, he probably never thought he would be in. None of us would, you know. Um, so, therefore, I am not about to buck the system in any way, shape, or form. 
Tell me what you want me to say, how you want me to say it, and how many times you want me to say it, and I'm there. Plain and simple. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, All right, let's jump over to some birthdays. Admittedly, not the strongest birthday uh, group that we've had, okay, today. I did want to mention Paul Grassmanis, who was a decent eagle, defensive lineman, kind of a dirty work guy. Good big Paul. And a a real good good guy uh, on top of it. 48 years old, so uh, happy birthday to Paul. Kristaps Porzingis. Whose career Chris really stops bless you, bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Yeah, it is, he's never been the same since that knee injury, man. He's kind of, you know, uh, he's with the Wizards now. He's 26. Wes Craven Gunner, a, a, yeah. a horror movie mogul, uh, yeah. found a real niche for himself, you know, for a long time, was born on this day. You know, one of the most brilliant horror minds in the history of, of horror movies. You know, he made that, uh, you know, um, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Yep. He also has a part of the Scream franchise, which is big cult following even today. Um, when I when I think of a Wes Craven, I put him in the same category as uh, a Rod Sterling, an Alfred Hitchcock, M. Night Shyamalan. Those people just think differently, man. You probably wake, wake up from having a nightmare instead of a cold sweat. You're smiling. <laughs> I just came up with a new movie idea. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know how minds spin like that, man, but you know, you know, kudos to them because we've gravitated towards it so much. I thought back in the day, Alfred Hitchcock was scary. And we look at, if you look at some of the old black and white Alfred Hitchcocks now, you laugh now because the storylines were so simple. The CGIs didn't exist then. And then Rod Sterling, you know, not Rod Sterling's, uh, what was the show he had? Twilight uh, I, I Zone. I, I couldn't miss it. I loved it, you know, because there were things that make you go, hmm, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and of course they've evolved. Yeah, yeah they, they they evolved through the years, man. So I put Wes Craven in that same category. Okay, uh, Kevin Smith, uh, who what do you do? Clerks and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, yeah. he, he's uh, fifty-two. Mary Louise Parker, she's hmm. done a lot of stuff. Uh, fifty-eight, I think. Fried green tomatoes. Yeah, there right, you go. Right, yeah. right. You, I, that's about it. I didn't I didn't come up with many more on the uh, birthday list, Gunner. You got yeah. anything else? What about uh, Sam Worthington? Um, He's a solid you know, actor. Wrath of the Titans, you know, movies. I like those movies. Simple movies about the gods, Not bad. you know, fighting Mir- Mirror Mortimer. He was in Hacksaw Ridge also. That was a great movie. That is a really good movie. Uh, Man on a Ledge, which was a great suspense movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Peter O'Toole, Lawrence of Olivier, one of uh, one of the most iconic actors of his time? You know, yeah. um, uh, he was big, you know, was in the movie Troy also with Brad Pitt. Um, how about this one? This is, you know, we've, we've talked about Prince on this show. What about one of his protégés? Apollonia. Mm. Uh, look at Rob's face. Mm. Lake, Lake Minnetonka, baby. Oh, I knew you yeah, had to go there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that part of the movie. Uh, I don't know what you're uh, talking yeah, about. Yeah, a young, a young I, I, Rob liked that scene <laughs> in, uh, in that I didn't movie. I don't see that. Yeah, I, don't we'll know, just, I don't know anything about that. We'll leave that right there. Um, <laughs> Golden Tate. Golden uh, Tate's Golden Tate. Tate. Yeah. A cup of coffee with the Eagles, yeah. He's trying and to make he, a comeback as a baseball player. Yeah, yeah, I'm shocked when you told me that. What is he like, 33, 34 now? Yeah, tough, man. It's, it's That's a tough road at that age. Man, you man. look, man, you, you just don't know when to say when, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. I, no, I guess he doesn't, man. He's, he's going to try it. I mean, just at least he's getting considered. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's something, yeah. I guess, to even yeah. be – somebody's worthy of taking on in their in their minor league system. I guess that's, that's something mm-hmm. right there. Um, all right, so movies. Very funny. Classic 80s. Weird Science. Weird Science was a good oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Man. Love Weird Science. Anthony Michael Hall, the, the other Kelly kid. Kelly LeBrock. 
Belly LeBrock. Yes. Oh, Belly LeBrock face again. Oh, yeah. Mm. I forgot about that. Huh? Yeah. I tried many strong. days to make Apolloni and Kelly LeBrock today. That's uh, <laughs> you could do you could do a lot worse, man. You could do a lot worse than those. What'd you say, Bear? You tried what? Many a days to make someone in my my basement. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't never worked. Didn't we all, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Never yeah. worked. Yes. Uh, Parenthood, which was a Ron Howard movie, which is a pretty funny movie. Uh, Steve yeah. Martin came yeah. out in, uh, in 89. Yeah. You know who's – there's two that really uh, – actors who were really young. Yep. Uh, um, Keanu Reeves is, yep. is a young dude in that. And um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah goes under a different like he goes by like leaf phoenix or something like that i forget what he goes by but he was like 12 in that movie or, or 13 so <laughs> john dickerson buried with a bra on his head <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah you had to see the movie you got to see it go back and watch it oh it, my yeah. goodness but it's a, it's not a it's not I, a I, I didn't see that movie either uh, i don't know what you're talking about no nobody knows what you mean um so that's that and then eagles wise they had a full padded practice for an hour and 35 minutes today uh you know real no real monster news coming out of it quez watkins was a little bit under the weather uh so he sat it out uh for a brief period Devontae smith left and he came right back there was no issue you know whatsoever and the offense had a better day today apparently than it's had in the last few days barrett your theory on that is 100% it's the offensive line being able to do their thing in, in real drills now. Right, 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 right. It gives you it gives you an opportunity to go out there and really showcase what you are, what type of offensive line you are. And, and it's, it's, it's what's going to happen during the season. Mm. You know, it's a dominant offensive line. When you have your offensive line dominating like that, you, know, you, you can pretty much run what you want to run. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, eventually I knew the offense would catch up with the defense. But, I mean, it can almost be damning to the defense also because if they can't stop the run against our offensive line, I mean, we got to look at, you know. Yeah, what's that going to mean for the season? Right, right, right. So we'll we'll see, you know. This is just camp, man. We can't we can't just, you know, keep jumping forward so much that we, you know, that we still got a season to play. Let's play the season now. Let's see what's going on first. Yeah. Like, we don't know what's going to yeah. go on. How Hurts is going to play, how he's not going to play. Exactly. We don't know. I mean – you never know, man. You never know. Yeah, we look at this stuff through a a, a you know a, a crazy prism at these at this point because we're so just desperate for it to start. And the the problem is, Derek, you pointed out earlier, we're not going to see these guys in real action for until no. the eleventh of September. It's August second. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> you know, there's going to be a lot of speculation between now and then. I mean, we had Brandon Lee Gatton on a little bit earlier, and you could catch that by the way, JacobSports.com and. Uh, Jacob Sports uh, YouTube channel. You can catch our interview with him if you if you didn't miss any of it. But he didn't sound super encouraging when it came to Hertz, you know. So <laughs> I'm just I'm being kind here, uh, you know. So that's um, something to keep your eye on. You know how this thing works hey, as we go forward. Hey, hey before we leave, um, we yeah. would we would not be doing our job if we did not show this picture that I sent all of you, sent you and Barrett. Um, of Rob that somebody just put on Twitter a short while ago. We got to put that picture up. Xander, I know you have the picture. Please put that picture up. I think it is a classic and it is very pertinent to what we've discussed partially today. Yeah. So Xander, Xander, if you have that picture, please put it up before we leave the airwaves. Yeah. I think it is classic. I asked, I, I said, if we get to 100 likes today, and by the way, we crushed it with likes. You guys did awesome. If we got to Appreciate 100 that. likes, 
Yeah, appreciate you very much. Over 125. Yeah, buck 25, the all-time record. So uh, good, great work out of everybody. But I promised hey, just to I would see you drink milk. I hit it like thirty times. Yeah, <laughs> I promised I would, I would I would eat my Cheerios with milk, which I am not a fan of. But I did it anyway. Um, but it was great work out of uh, Parch. Paul Arch uh, put a uh, a milk carton missing. Oh, never seen John around Cheerios. Said that was his picture. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, there were more. Okay, I didn't know there was more folks. That no, no, that. no, no. John Dickerson. I guess he has a different handle on Twitter. Okay. Um, and he said that oh, was good, his picture. Good work, John. Yeah, good work, John. Yeah. I don't think we have it available right now, but we'll, we'll put what? it up there tomorrow. Come on, Z. Oh, I, we'll, come we'll, on, man. Well, we'll put it up tomorrow. Uh, but we appreciate everybody. And uh, uh, great job out of Xander producing. A great job out of you, Derek, you, Barrett, myself. Thank you, John. <clears throat> and we'll, we will put that up for you tomorrow. We promise that. All right. So uh, you don't want to go anywhere. Coming up, we have uh, Dan Cilio with the National Football Show. We're back at it same time tomorrow. Thanks to everybody streaming, everybody listening, everybody in the chat room. The chat gang came up strong. Uh, we will see you same time tomorrow. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.